This podcast is a member of the Place to Be Nation family. Visit us at placetobenation.com, the only place to be in your pop culture world. Wrestling Network family, welcome to a special episode of this week of your home for everything modern day wrestling, Place to Be Nation's main event. I am Scott Criscola. Joining me uh, this week is a man who I could see him running in at 30. I could see him going the distance at one. And I don't know which one he would do, but I bet you he would do just as good a spinner Rooney as the unprepared, apparently, Booker T did Saturday. The Godfather, Neat Milton. What's up, Scott? It's it's good to be here. Good to be talking with you again. Uh, spoiler alert: the second time we've talked professional wrestling this week, but uh, yeah, it feels good. You know, I, honestly, uh, you know, maybe maybe ten, fifteen years ago, I'd want to you know go the distance, Scotty. But now, as a wiser, older man, I, I'd prefer to come in in that Cody Devante road spot and and get the big entrance and then be able to toss Pete Schermacher and Steve Willie over the top rope, <laughs> much like I did tonight. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Um, but like me and my boss at the 2016 Royal rumble, you're going to fall one spot short. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nate, always a pleasure. Yes. Uh, I wish I could talk to Nate more. Uh, I wish I could talk to wrestling with Nate twice a week, all the time, but uh, of course, uh, what he's talking about is what's going to be the second half of this week's show, which I'll get to in a second. So well, I'll get to it right now. Uh, so this week, uh, as you could tell, it's just uh, Nate and I. Uh, Steve Willie had some family obs, so Steve will be back. And Pete is uh, – uh, I feel like Pete's on that show that's on Fox, that Special Forces uh, – uh, that Special Forces reality the Lone show. Star. <laughs> yeah, he's in it. Yeah, exactly. He's getting <laughs> – yeah, 911 Lone Star. Pete's getting rained on by frogs. Uh, like the episode last week, but nah, there's a lot of rough weather down in Texas and Pete is powerless right now. So, uh, Pete could not join us, but, um, the guys will be back in two weeks. We'll have a fun episode in two weeks, by the way. Yeah, I feel really bad for, for Steve Willie, Scott, cause mm-hmm. you know, we threw him over the top rope and he landed on a chair and I thought he was going to do this great dramatic spot getting back in the ring. But unfortunately he just stayed there on the floor. It looks like his foot slipped off the chair. The chair yep. gave way. So, yeah, you know, exactly. you, 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 can't, you can't win them all, Steve Willie. No, you can't, Steve Willie. And Pete got so <laughs> mad, he tore up our, our PTB Wrestling Network broadcast table without, yes. without permission and uh, threw around uh, referee Jordan Duncan. So, uh, so you know, Pete's in a little trouble with the office after his uh, unscheduled, uh, of course, we're making a joke about the, the Brock Lesnar on Saturday. But uh, so here's what we're going to do. So, uh we're good. Nate and I are going to uh, wax poetic about some things for the next eh, half hour or so. And then we were going to go right into the uh, Chain Reaction uh, mm. podcast extravaganza that, of course, uh, Nate and I, uh, I am blessed that Nate uh, simulcast with us uh, the at le- you know maximum four times a year. Of course, it always varies. But um, you will see it on the Kings of Sport Patreon this weekend on video. But uh, today you are going to get a little sneak preview of it. Because we're going to go right into it. It was uh, you, me, of course, the uh, the luscious DKE, Dr. Chris Ely, and uh, our our uh, stud of the Great White North, Mr. Brent Chittenden, and we of course talked about the Rumble. Now you and that, that 
we were hoping Pete and Steve would be able to join us tonight because Pete, of course, was there with some of the rest of the uh, PTB crew down in San Antonio. Uh, yes. But of course, Pete couldn't join us this week. So we'll get his thoughts in a couple weeks. Um, so, but rather, so instead of you and I talking about it again, um, we're going to do this. We're going to give you a special gift today. Uh, we're going to do a little, little other wrestling chat, and then we will give you the special uh, Chain Reaction Pod, uh, courtesy of uh, us here on the network, and of course, Nate and all of the awesome friends at the VIP at uh, the Kings of Sport Patreon. Um, so what I want to talk to you about with Nate is not the Rumble itself. That'll be, of course, in a little bit. But Monday Night on Raw uh, was kind of a 50-50 Raw. Uh, if you're listening to this earlier on Friday when it drops, of course, SmackDown hasn't happened yet. It'll be tonight. Uh, as we're recording, SmackDown hasn't happened yet, so we're not sure what's happening with SmackDown. We'll obviously probably see some Bloodline stuff this week because we didn't see any Bloodline stuff on Monday, which is fine. Some people were mad about that. I'm okay with it because the Bloodline stuff can be executed at any point this week. So I was okay that we didn't yeah. see we didn't see uh, the head of the table and Mr. Zane and the rest of the guy and, and that whole situation. Don't worry, we'll worry about that tonight on SmackDown. Uh, we had other things to worry about on Raw. So uh, this past Monday on Raw. Uh, we, of course, had uh, Royal Rumble uh, fallout. Uh, and from that, Nathaniel, and I'm very curious your thoughts on all of this, we have uh, three matches set for two weeks from tomorrow, the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view from emanating from Ma- from uh, Aaron George's uh, backyard at uh, in Montreal. And uh, two WrestleMania matches are set. And... Uh, one of them floored me, totally floored me. Um, so I'm curious your thoughts on all those things. So we'll talk about the uh, we'll talk about the big first thing that happened, and that is of course uh, the show opened, of course, with our beloved uh, Nate, uh, Mr. Cody Devonte Rhodes came out, and of course, no surprise to anyone, officially announced that he will be facing uh, Roman Reigns either Friday the first or, or uh, Saturday the first or Sunday the second for the uh, undisputed WWE championship. So he, of course, is executing his Royal Rumble win, and we'll have that. So no shock there. Everybody got mad that uh, the Judgment Day is in his way. Eh, I was warming the seat. Not a big deal. He beat Finn Balor in the main event, which was a pretty good match, actually. Um, The question I'll ask you, Nate, from that, uh, does Cody look two things? Devontae looks pretty comfortable now. Like, you know, he's, he's comfortable in his spot. Uh, I feel like he's he's ready for the big like this is his moment he's been waiting for. And number two, now that the match is officially announced from here till let's just assume it'll be Sunday night. So we'll say Sunday night, April 2nd. Do you think that match changes in any way? Uh, the answers would be, you know, to put it bluntly, Scott, yes and no. Like, I feel like the answer to your first question is absolutely Cody feels comfortable. This is why he came back and. To anybody, and we talk about it on the chain reaction, you know, that folks mm-hmm. are here, here in a little bit, like anybody that thought that they were going to deviate from the plan, uh, you mm-hmm. know, because of Sami Zayn in particular or any other factors, you haven't been paying attention. Like this has all been designed for Cody to have his big moment. You know, mm-hmm. they don't yep. put out 12 different Cody Rhodes American Nightmare t-shirts on the shop. If yeah. they're not going to get behind this guy, you know, we don't tease that he's coming back to the rumble a week before giving away the surprise. If we don't want people to expect that he's going to win the rumble. 
And so, yeah, I feel like Cody's ready. I like the match between him and Finn. I feel like the biggest issue they might run into uh, the next month or so is how do we balance the bloodline story, which is going to continue and evolve and we'll have, you know, the Sammy stuff most likely at elimination chamber. And then the, you know, we'll have to branch off and bring the KO stuff back in here. And so there's a lot of moving parts within the bloodline story, but when it comes to the title picture specifically, it's Roman and Cody, it's always been Roman and Cody, you know, no disparagement to my, my, my brother and my, my partner, uh, Chris Ely, who, you know, thought it was going to be Roman and Dwayne, uh, in LA to me, as much as I love the rock, it just didn't feel right to bring him back in this moment because it undermines the story. So I feel like Cody has always been the story, at least from his debut. And when they mm-hmm. saw the reaction to his debut at mania last year, uh, in terms of will the story, you know, change or, or shift or evolve? Not really, you know, the bloodline stuff will change and evolve and it has to, you know, it's, it's, been the best storytelling they've done in this company in years and so i feel like that's going to continue but it's you know you're a marvel guy scott you know yes it's like stuff can happen in an ant-man movie that is important to ant-man but it really doesn't affect the story of the avengers going to fight thanos like there's there's parts that that will become important but at the end of the day it's about tony uh, Steve and Thor walking out on that field to face Thanos in Endgame, and so like I feel like the Bloodline stuff is 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 important and it's good, but at the end of the day, we we know where this road to WrestleMania leads, uh, Scott, and it's Cody and Roman, you know, at the finish line. Yeah, no, it definitely is. It definitely is. I, I don't think there's any doubt about that. Uh, I think Sami Zayn has a very wide swath creatively. Mm. Uh, so I think we got a lot of room to work with him. And we'll get more into that in a couple weeks as we will preview. It'll work right. It works out right for us. Our next episode in two weeks, we will preview uh, the Elimination Chamber show because it'll be it'll be the next day. And we'll uh, we'll see what things look like in two weeks because it has been announced that Roman is defending the title against Sami Zayn at the chamber. Of course, they want to give the big Canada thing. Uh, the big Canada, you know, uh, 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 you know, fan base uh, behind him. Mm-hmm. Will he win the match? Yes. No. Will he win the title? <laughs> no. Will he win the match? Yeah. I don't even think he's gonna win the match, Scott Herskola. <laughs> I tried. I know people are gonna get all. And like maybe I, by DQ. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Uh, depends on Jay. Depends on Jay. That's that's mm. the wild card. Which maybe tonight on SmackDown we'll kind of delve more into that mindset. Um. The thing about that storyline is I've seen a couple of people on Twitter saying, oh, poor Cody, he's in the Batista 2014 role. No, he's not. No, he's not. Because I love Sammy. Love Sammy. Sammy is not 2014. Not even close. No. <laughs> not even close. Um, and so it's okay. It's okay. Cody Devontae's getting his spot, and he's earned it. Yes. And he's not, we're not going to get any blue, blue, you know, neck tattoo tats like uh, – t- uh, a chance like we had blue teeth a chance that's not gonna happen also so to that, use the avengers analogy scott to go to that well one more time it's uh-huh. in game again you know steve rogers was the guy that went toe-to-toe with thanos i could do this all day 
he got the moment that like, yeah, he's overmatched, but he's still out here fighting. The guy that ultimately ended the deal was Tony Stark. And mm-hmm. Tony needed that moment from a character perspective. And so, like, I feel like you're going to get a hell of a match at Elimination Chamber, but mm-hmm. Sammy is going to come up just short. And there's and there's honor in, in that defeat, I think, for Sammy. If you mm-hmm. do all of this for Cody Rhodes and he doesn't win the title, that's like doing all of that in Endgame and then Tony doesn't get the moment at the end of the movie. Like It's like, why did we spend all this time with you if this was going to be the end result of your story? Right. All the money we spent since 2008 yes. to build to this moment, and now you're just going to dump it. No, that's, yeah, I agree with you 100%. Cody is winning the title in L.A. There's no doubt about it. And we went through my whole thing with the split belts, and we talked about it on the, on the chain reaction, which everyone will get to listen to in a little bit. Um, uh, so now, so that's set. Now, the other big match that has now been announced for WrestleMania kind of snowballs into... Uh, Elimination Chamber. Out came the women's Royal Rumble winner, Rhea Ripley. And I said on the Chain Reaction Show, Nate, and I thought I was dead set on it. Rhea was going to pick Bianca mm-hmm. Belair and get and for the Raw Women's title and beat her so they could strengthen Judgment Day. Boy, was I wrong. Mm. Uh, she decided to get her revenge match, so she picked Charlotte. For the SmackDown Women's Championship. Mm. Of course, these two met three years ago in the empty arena match, Terry Funk versus Jerry Lawler, uh, <laughs> WrestleMania 36, mm. uh, in the empty building, because this, of course, was right as uh, right as the uh, the vid pulled the ripcord. Um, and Rhea was the NXT champion. Charlotte had won the Rumble, which I think that year, if I remember correctly, that was the obviously that was the last show with people for two years. Or a year and a half, I guess. And that was, uh, what, uh, Phoenix, I think, or St. Louis, something like that. Anyway, or yeah. Houston, something like that. I think it was Houston. Uh, I think it was at the Astros building. Anyway, um, and Rhea wants her rematch, so she picked Charlotte. So at WrestleMania, Charlotte will defend the SmackDown women's title against Rhea Ripley. Uh, before we get to the ripple effect of that, Nate, what's your thoughts on that pick of Rhea picking Charlotte instead of Bianca? I mean, it'll be a good match, but from a storyline perspective, they've got a lot of heavy lifting to do because it it doesn't make sense. Um, also, like, Charlotte Flair's great. We all love Charlotte Flair, but she is a natural heel. She is somebody who the fans, all the fans, everyone loves to boo Charlotte Flair except for Jennifer Smith. Uh, right. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> uh, Jennifer Smith is the only person who will always see Charlotte as a baby face. And yep. so, like... <laughs> yep. You either have to turn Charlotte, which I don't think they're going to do, no. or you have to turn Rhea. And it's like, if if you turn Rhea, the judgment day is over. Like, I'm sorry, Finn. I'm sorry, uh, Damian Priest. I'm sorry, Dominic Mysterio. Rhea Ripley is the glue to to that team. And if you turn Rhea face, then judgment day is over. And so... It, it brings up a lot of questions because it also takes Rhonda Charlotte off the board. It takes Becky Charlotte off the board. It takes Bianca Rhea off the board. So I'm wondering what Bianca's program is going to be at WrestleMania. And mm-hmm. I'm also wondering what role will there be for a Becky Lynch or a Ronda Rousey if they're not involved in one of the two title matches. Right. Exactly. 
So I, I'm I'm a little curious about that too. We'll have to we'll document that over the coming over the next you know whatever it is now six weeks between now and the first weekend in April, um, because I I don't have a clue. I don't have a clue uh, how they're going to do that. First off, besides the the face heel thing, Nate, which you're dead on about, uh, Rhea's not going to be on Raw unless Charlotte comes over. And why are you going to do that? That's Bianca's show. Like that's that's mm-hmm. what happens when you have two belts. You're going to have to do some kind of thing. So I, I don't know. I, I don't I don't. Again, if you're just looking at it from a match perspective, I think it'll be a great match. I thought the match at WrestleMania 36 was a great match. Um, uh, but creatively, storytelling-wise, all right, good luck. A lot of connective tissue you're going to have to put together there to, uh, to, to, to make that work, in my opinion. But we'll see what happens. So, with that said, Nathaniel, two weeks from tomorrow... On February 18th in Montreal at the Elimination Chamber. Now, one of the Chamber matches will be will be a number one contenders chamber to decide who will face Bianca Belair for the Raw Women's title mm. uh, in L.A. Um, because now she needs an opponent. So you're you're right now. You have the last four in the Rumble. This was a nice move by Adam Pierce. The last four in the Rumble that were eliminated, obviously after Rhea winning. So Asuka, Liv Morgan, Nikki Cross, and Raquel Raquel Rodriguez are in. This week, uh, I believe, uh, I think this coming Monday on Raw will be both qualifiers to determine who will be the other two slots. Um. Now we'll we'll on our next episode in two weeks we'll 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 officially make predictions because obviously the the match will be filled. But I'll be honest, Nate. Give me Bianca and Raquel. Mm. I, I, I think I, I think I'd saucy out for that match. They're both similar builds. They're tall. They're big. Um, I think we've never really seen per se a ma- a women's match like that. Uh, Bianca has not really faced anybody. Your girlfriend Nia Jax doesn't really count because that's not the same body build. I'm talking about like a, a, like a tall kind of a different kind of build for and Bianca and Raquel kind of fit that mold. That's my personal pick. Now again, I, we don't know who the other two ladies are going to be in the match, so I may change that pick in two weeks depending on who the, who they are. But just out of the blue right now, I personally would love to see. Um, Raquel and and uh, and because honestly the other picks don't compel me and look no one loves Oscar yeah. more than I do but Oscar and Bianca eh. uh Nikki Cross and Bianca eh. Liv Morgan and Bianca could be fun uh David another David and Goliath kind of like Liv had to deal with uh, uh Ronda uh so two questions Nate number one who do you like of if if it was with these four and B are these opponents, depending who the other two are, compelling enough? And this is no disrespect to Bianca. This isn't her fault. Um, do we have a compelling enough WrestleMania match out of these out of these mm. out of these challengers? What do you think? Well, I think first of all, like I I have never a fan of let's do the title contender match in the elimination chamber a month after the Rumble mm-hmm. because I feel like it kind of cheapens the Rumble. Uh, 
But in this point. case, I get yeah. it because you do have split belts. Like right. if, if it was only one belt, I, I'd feel some kind of way because it's like, well, why did we just have the rumble when we could have just had a an eight way match that, that that would be a lot easier on everybody. Right. Exactly. Uh, right. But yeah, exactly. That being said, I think out of the currently named uh, challengers, Raquel uh, is probably the most compelling. Uh, but I don't think I'd even use the word compelling. I think I'd use the word fresh because I feel like one of the issues Bianca's title reign has had is that they'll run her in with a contender and then just keep running it back. Like how many times did we see Bianca and Dewdrop? How many times did we see Bianca and Nikki Cross? How many times did we see Bianca and, uh, and uh, Becky, even right. though that was great uh, because Becky, uh, could help elevate it. Whereas I don't think the others could, and that's not a, you know, disrespect on their talent level, but Becky Lynch obviously has been positioned at a different level by the company. Right. Uh, so I feel like if you're not going to have that star power of somebody like a Becky in there, even though I like Oscar, I don't think again, the face heel dynamic isn't quite right for a WrestleMania match. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I would either go Raquel or, and I know you hate it, Scotty, but I think just from an intrigue sort of view, I think Nia Jax would be intriguing. <laughs> just to see, because we've seen Bianca do like some strong woman type of things with uh, an opponent like Dewdrop. Right. To see her like hit the uh, the KOD on uh, Nia, I think that would like be something you could put in Bianca's highlight reel. Uh, sure. Much like when Sting used to slam the giant. Or Vader. Uh, so yeah, I would I would go Raquel or or uh, uh, the the wonderful Nia Jax, who everybody was thrilled to see come back on on <laughs> Saturday. Let's hope she doesn't pull her her ponytail out by accident. <laughs> um, <laughs> nah. uh, I mean, yeah, would it be a fun match to watch? Definitely, because I did say that you know Bianca does have that build. She's a little bigger than the average women's wrestler, so I think that would be very. I, I don't think that'd be too bad. Um, but anyway, we we can't really make an official prediction because we still have two slots to fill. So uh, the other chamber match that will be at and this this match totally tells you the Triple H is calling the shots because Vince would never do this. Although maybe he did it once with the tags, but that was when the chamber was a throwaway TV show on a Sunday. The other chamber match, since we're since Roman's already locked in to face Cody, they're not and 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 Roman. It's not official on the card, but. Roman seems to be going to face uh, uh, Sami Zayn at the chamber. Seems like it. Um, The other chamber will be for the United States Championship, which I think is a tremendous idea because, of course, your current champion, Austin Theory, has actually been pretty good. He's pretty good heel. He's kind of a scumbag. He got, you know, was Vince's last reclamation project before the the old heave-ho. So, uh not reclamation, kind of a grown project, not really reclamation, but so Austin Theory will defend the United States Championship in the chamber against Seth freaking Rollins, Johnny G, Johnny Gargano, Bronson Reed, former mm. American champion. And then there's they all there's also two more slots that need to be filled there as well. And I think they'll be filled on uh on Raw uh Monday. The matches will be uh Damian Priest versus Elias. Uh, no, I'm sorry. No, bro, sorry. Angelo Dawkins will face Damian Priest. Montez Ford will face Elias. That's the two qualifiers. Um, 
I think the script will flip. I think Damian Priest, what sucks is Damian Priest is going to beat Angelo, and I wish Angelo would win because I like Angelo. Um, Montez is going to I'd have both Prophets win because I think that's more interesting. I agree, 100%. I agree, 100%. Um, So what are your thoughts on this? Like, I'm pumped. This is totally a Triple H thing, you know, uh, uh, emphasizing one of the secondary titles. And then there's a rumor that came today I saw about the other secondary belt, which I'll talk about in a second. But what are your thoughts on on the U.S. title in the chamber? I I like it. I think it'll be a good match, you know, with the contenders that have already been announced. I feel like this is a good way uh, because I don't feel like Theory's going to come out of this with the belt. I don't either, actually. I don't either. I think this is a good way to move the belt to somebody new because I feel like Theory's story was so much tied up in Lashley, and we know Lashley's uh, Lashley's got bigger fish to fry now. Yes. Yes. Uh, so I feel like uh, they need to move this division in a different direction. And this is a good way to get the belt off of theory without him having to drop it clean. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I think we're going to get a new champ. And <sighs> I'm trying to think who if you were making odds right now, if you were on FanDuel, if you were on Bet MGM with Jamie Foxx, who, who would you be putting your money on, Scotty? Uh, well, I am a FanDuel guy. That's my that's my official one. So I will be betting on Gronk blowing the field goal uh, mm. in, in, a, in a week. Uh, I would put it on uh, Johnny Gargano. Mm. I, think, I think Vince likes him. Uh, Vince, uh, Vince doesn't like him. Uh, <laughs> Triple H likes him. He's a Triple H guy. He's definitely not a Vince guy. That's for sure. Uh, he's a Triple H guy. Uh, and then I could see like a fun match with somebody at Mania. Obviously, everybody seems to think that Damian Priest will win it, so the Judgment Day can start collecting gold and be the next badass um, heel faction in the company. Because I do think after WrestleMania, the bloodline's going to kind of dissipate. Because I think Roman's going to take time off. That's just my opinion. Uh, I think he's doing a TV show. I think after after Mania, so he's going to be off anyway. I think. I'm not. I'm not saying I know anything. I'm just speculating. I would put money on on Johnny G. Uh, I love your boy Montez. I think he'd be a fun champion, but he's another guy that that has some time. Uh, I, I think I like- we're either going Gargano or, and this might be more of a, this might be more of a, like a gold watch kind of win. Um, but also, I think it's a win that sets up somebody else to get a huge bump whenever they take the title off of this guy. But I think Seth Rollins okay. could be another guy because he's yep. had a he's had a great year. He you know, really helped make Cody when Cody first came in. He's kind of seamlessly transitioned from heel to face uh, while not losing a lot of what made him entertaining as a heel. Plus, I think, like, if Gargano gets the belt off of Seth, I think that maybe is even bigger than Gargano winning in this elimination chamber. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Uh Good call. I kind of like that. Yeah, you know what, Nate? I, I, I like. I, I'm going to pick up what you're putting down because I feel like these multi, these multi-person matches are very suited to a, an experienced person, mm-hmm. and then and then you let the younger guy get a clean win at Mania. I love that idea. Good call. I like that. I like that. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep my eye on that one, but we'll see who wins these the two matches. Oh, incidentally, uh, uh, the fifth spot. Uh, let's see. This, I just want to confirm this. Okay. So the fifth spot will be decided this Monday on Raw. Getting back to the women's match, I just read this. So there's a there's a 
the next two weeks, well, they'll fill the next two spots. So this week, a fatal four-way between Candice LeRae, so husband and wife could wrestle the same night, uh, Minchin, Mia Yim, Piper Niven, and Carmella. Mm. Uh, the winner of that match will take us one of the next two slots. I like Piper Niven because they were yeah. pumping her up like crazy uh, on Saturday night at the Rumble. So I like, I like, I'm glad that Dewdrop was a dopey name. I know it was like the pet name that what's her face gave her. So that's fine. But uh, I'm glad Piper Niven's got her name back and, and she's back to being Piper Niven. So I like her winning that. I like her winning that slot, but we'll see. Um, so there's your chamber update. And that was, and that's the, uh, and that was pretty much what came out of raw. Uh, so, uh, as, as we're recording right now, SmackDown hasn't happened yet, but I'm sure we'll get a lot of the bloodline stuff, uh, on set on Friday night on SmackDown as we look ahead. So the rumble was a great show. And I think the chamber will be just as good a show as well. And in two weeks on our next episode here, the main event, uh, the four of us will, uh, will preview that rel- elimination chamber when the card is built in full. Uh, speaking of cards in full, let's do a little previewing, Nathaniel, my man. Uh, let us uh, look ahead to this coming Saturday night, tomorrow night, if you're listening to this on Friday, for NXT's first show outside of Florida since NXT TakeOver. Uh, the first standalone. Sorry, let me rephrase that. This is the second NXT show since leaving Florida and the first standalone because they did, they, and I was there, they did do Stand and Deliver back in April in Dallas before WrestleMania. This is the first standalone NXT show outside of Florida since TakeOver Portland in February of 2020, about probably four weeks before the vid kicked us in the nads um so it's been since february of 20 that nxt has had their own standalone so almost exactly three years since nxt has had their own standalone uh show so this is it so congrats to nxt for for being able to get out of the uh performance center in their whole their whole place so um god let's look back you know what just 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 for our own fun and games nate you ready? I'm going to read you. The, this is how things. Let's see how things have changed. This mm-hmm. was the card. This was the card. Okay. At NXT Takeover Portland in February of 2020, which was the last takeover, uh, the last standalone takeover before the vid. Okay. Your NXT North American Champion Keith Lee defeated Dijakovic. By pinfall. <laughs> Dakota Kai defeated Tegan Knox in a street fight. Finn Balor defeated Johnny Gargano by pinfall in 27. I remember that. Man. That was a great match in 27-22. Rhea Ripley. Ready for this? Rhea Ripley defeated Bianca Belair by pinfall to retain the NXT women's title. Mm. Holy shit. The Broserweights. Matt Riddle and Pete <laughs> Dunn. Defeated Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly to win the mm. NXT tag titles. Whatever happened to those guys? I know, right? Losers. And Adam Cole, your NXT champion, mm. defeated Tommaso Ciampa by pinfall. How about that for a card three years ago? 
<laughs> we almost had a. We almost see almost three years to the to the month. We could have had uh, Rhea and Bianca again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> did Bianca ever win the uh, NXT title? I don't think she did. Right? No. No. Isn't that crazy? That's nuts. She won both. Yeah, because I want to say it went. Did it go Rhea? No, it went EO to Rhea or Rhea to EO. EO to Rhea. No, Rhea to who did Rhea beat? Rhea beat Oscar. No. No, Rhea. No, Oscar Oscar never lost. That's right. Oscar Oscar was like uh Lavar Ball. Never lost. Never lost. Uh no, uh Rhea beat um Shayna. Yes. Ended her streak. Rhea lost to Charlotte. Charlotte lost That's to right. That's what I'm saying. Charlotte beat her at WrestleMania 36 in the uh Terry Funk Jerry Lawler uh, empty arena match. Um who the hell did Charlotte lose to? Now I got to look. Who the hell did Charlotte lose to? I feel like she lost it like the following month. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I forgot that she was doing that belt collector gimmick for a little bit. Yeah. Let's see. It was all right. So Paige vacated. Charlotte, Sasha, Bailey, Oscar vacated. Ember Moon, Shayna. Oh, that's right. Kyrie Sane beat her at Brooklyn. Take over Brooklyn four, and then Shayna won it back. Rhea, Charlotte. Then EO at in your house it was a triple threat match. Mm, yes. Then, then Raquel on night one of Stand and Deliver. EO held the belt for 304 days. Wow, I didn't realize she held it that long. Yeah, yeah Raquel, EO had a long run. Raquel beat her at Stand and Deliver night one down in Orlando at, uh, in uh, 2021. Then, of course, Mandy won it, and she held it for 413 days. And then Roxanne beat her uh, right before Mandy upped her OnlyFans account to 50 bucks a month or whatever the fuck it was. <laughs> so, yeah, so Rhea won it in December of 19, and then Charlotte beat her at Mania, and then EO won it in June at take at a TakeOver In Your House. So, yeah, that's crazy. So, uh, so isn't that nuts? That's what the, uh, that's what the last standalone NXT show outside of Florida looked like. So you got ha- either half the roster, half of that card is on the main roster, or half of that card is re- playing for the ja- or is playing for the Jaguars. So, so it's kind of crazy, right? No one else on this, no one on this, uh, in this card is still in NXT, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think so, or even here. Two of your champions, no. two of your champions, are in AEW. One of them is, and the other ones are on the roster or gone. So that's crazy. Isn't that nuts? So that was the last. Pay, the, and anyway, the point is, that was I the guess last is, is Dijak the only common thread? Yeah. 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 Dijak's the only one. Because he'd be on this show as well. So let us preview uh, Vengeance Day and give you our picks. Dijak feels like he's been around forever and he's only 35, which is. In WWE terms, still pretty young. It is, yeah, very young. That's like Randy Orton years. It's like reverse dog <laughs> years. Uh, all right. So we'll begin. Speaking of the women's title, your women's champion, Roxanne Perez, who everyone thought looked bad in the Rumble, but it was because they didn't want her to get hurt because of this match. Uh, she'll be taking on the remaining two members of Toxic Attraction, Gigi Dolan and JC Jane. Uh, I know a lot of people seem to think that this match is going to be like Judgment Day 98 when uh, – Kane and Taker both pinned Steve Austin, and that began the uh, 
the Vince Steve build to WrestleMania 15 when uh, Steve beat uh, D Wayne. Um, I don't think it's going to happen here. I, I think Roxanne Perez is going to win this match. Uh, Toxic Attraction probably needs to kind of go away and become something else because the the boss of it's gone. Um, so I think I think Roxanne retains here. Yeah, I do too because I feel like the and they teased it in the build up to this. Uh, the few clips I've seen from NXT 2.0, which uh, in the words of uh, Chris Ely is a garbage show most times. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like a lot of it is, all of it's not, but but a good deal of it is. But then again, Scotty, it's not aimed at us. A lot of the what they put on 2.0, but I still enjoy the performances. Uh, yeah. But I feel like the money here is even more so than the championship. The money is in the feud between the remaining Toxic Attraction members. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's going to be the most interesting thing because I feel like it'll start off, uh, you know as a handicap match, so to speak, but it's going to end up with the two of them not being, you know, it's, it's uh there's no honor amongst thieves in the first place. As Dusty Rhodes once said, you know, they, they, they both are selfish in different ways and that is going to be their undoing. And right. I, I think the feud coming out of this could be very entertaining. The only issue is I feel like the champion is maybe the least interesting part of this match, which probably shouldn't be the case. Hmm. Well, we'll see. I mean, I I wonder who they'll build up for her uh, going towards stand and deliver um, in L.A., uh, which is which has already been set. It'll be that Saturday morning before night one. Um, Yeah, I'll be I'll be interested to see that as well. I agree with you 100 percent, but I think she's going to retain and then I think we'll go from there Uh, in a two out of three falls match. I'm kind of digging this. Apollo Crews wants to uh, stake his claim, uh, Nathaniel. He'll be taking on Carmelo Hayes, the former North American champion, in a two out of three falls match. I actually mm. kind of like this. This has that old school NXT feel to it. Yeah. This, is no, this is another one where you could see um, Triple H's thumbprint. Uh, I like Apollo Crews here, but I, this is going to be a fun match. I think it might be the best match of the night. Yeah, I was going to say, I think this could steal the show. And it feels like Triple H... Again, you know, he's he's getting a chance, a second chance to coach his players. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I feel like Apollo Crews is a guy, you know, when he came in uh, as Uha Nation, like I feel like Triple H saw big things for this guy. Uh, but then when it, once he got to the main roster, it was he was just another guy. You know, uh, I, I, I don't think Vince saw the value in him that that your boy Paul did. Uh, mm-hmm. But he feels refreshed in NXT. Uh, I could see it going either way. But I think the story is a little bit better if Carmelo is the guy that comes up just short because he underestimates this quote unquote old man. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think so, too. Um, but I think I think it's going to be a fun one. I think this one could could sneaky steal the show. If I'm Braun and uh, Grayson, I would be very careful because you're obviously they're going to go on last. And if you've got to follow that. I would be wary, so, but I like Apollo Crews in that one. Um, the NXT women's tag titles are on the line. Katana Chance and Caden Carter, your champs, taking on Falcon, uh, Fallon Henley and Kiana James uh, with Josh Briggs and Brooks Jensen. Of course, that's the, is that the Chase U? I think it is. Um, I think Katana and Caden uh, retain, but I think it'll be a fun match. I think they'll go back and forth. Should be an entertaining one. 
<sighs> I, 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 this is my Jerry Seinfeld match of the night, Scott. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I call this the Jerry Seinfeld match of the night is because I, I, I watched the last edition of NXT because I knew we were going to do this preview. And I'm just sitting there and like, who are these people? I, I mean, really, who are these people? Mm. That's my that's my Jerry Seinfeld for you, Scotty. It's not a bad. Uh, it's not bad. <laughs> not bad. It's not. It, it, it's kind of like uh, it's kind of like whenever somebody does like somebody that's super famous, like a Larry King or or uh, like a Christopher Walken impression. You're not really doing an impression of the person. You're doing an impression of somebody who did a good impression of the person. So right, like, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> it's like okay. impression inception. Uh, but I, I feel like like they're they're all talented from what I've seen. But there's there, and again, this this just goes to show you like how good I think Toxic Attraction was, and maybe on how underrated they were as an act. Because I don't feel like I know these people as well as I knew Toxic Attraction or even like Raquel and Dakota when Raquel and Dakota held the belts, uh, but I think it'll be a fun match. And honestly, I don't see any reason to flip the belts because I feel like the champs are just kind of getting established, especially the people like me who kind of pop in and out of NXT. So I'd keep the belts on them. Mm. Uh, yeah, I think so too. I think so too. But again, it should be a fun match. should be a fun match. Uh, next up, uh, your boys are uh, headlining here. Fatal four away for the tag for the uh, regular tag team titles. Your boys, the New Day, Kofi and Xavier, defending against Gallus. I like those guys. Pretty deadly, and there's Chase University. Um, what are your thoughts on? First of all, before you before you pick a, a team, what are your thoughts on New Day as NXT Tag Team Champions? You think this is just like a seat warmer, a waste of their time, another line on the resume? What are your thoughts mm. here? All of the above, Scotty. <laughs> I think it, it is something that adds kind of to the legacy of the New Day. I also feel like from an off-camera perspective, it makes sense that Kofi and Woods would be guys that would want to. Like, they're not doing much of anything on the main roster right now. We, we'll talk about that on the chain reaction. But I feel like they are the kind of guys that would want to go back to the PC and and – help get some young guys, you know, some seasoning and, you know, maybe put some young guys over. Uh, but I, I think their their run has been pretty good here in NXT. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to say they retain because I don't feel like, like you eventually you're going to have to pull the trigger with one of these teams to give them that shine. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know, like, I don't think pretty deadly is ready yet. I think out of all these teams, Gallus is probably, the most ready. Uh, I agree. I feel like, but I feel like if I'm Kofi and Woods and like, I kind of know their sensibility from listening to their podcast and reading various interviews, I kind of feel like they want to put over chase you. Like I kind of feel like they vibe with chase you and it would not shock me. Like if chase you wins, but even if they don't win, I think the new day is going to give chase you a lot in this match. Cause I feel like, they kind of get those guys in a way that, you know, it's it's like the fraternity of comedy tag teams. Right, right. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, it's, I like, I like, uh, I like um, Gallus to win this match too. I do think that New Day just was there to kind of 
galvanize the division a little bit. I do think that. Um, and uh, I think it'll be a fun match. I think it'll be another yeah. underrated gem. Uh, but I think your boys pass the torch to Gallus uh, here because I think those guys are studs. Um, all right. The North American title on the line. Wes Lee, your champion against the aforementioned Dijak, who was the only one who was also um, uh, who was also uh, um, at TakeOver Portland. So three years later, here he is, even though he spent most of it. Then he was in UK, etc. I think Dijak wins it because I have a feeling he's the kind of guy that's going to be on a major uh, run with the North American title. Like that's a guy who I think could be North American champion for, uh, you know, North American champion for, um, uh, you know, um, a while. Mm -hmm. So that, that's my take on that. I think that's a guy that I think that can be champion for like almost a year and put on great matches, put guys over and guys put him over, but he could put over great matches. Dijak's a guy. I think that, that Triple H wants to kind of be like a Keith Lee, a guy who can really shine with the belt, show his personality, and show in the ring as well. So I like Dijak here, and I think this could be the beginning of a very long reign as champion. Yeah, I like Dijak as well for a lot of the reasons you said, Scotty, but also because Wesley is, and this is not to disparage him, but Wesley is kind of sneaky old in the sense that he's in his mid-30s, even though he looks like he's in his 20s. Uh, and so I feel like the time is now to start maybe moving Wesley up the card a bit uh, because I do feel like they see value in him. Uh, I think the, there's a connection with the audience with Wesley, which I don't know if a lot of people would have predicted that after what happened with uh, his tag team partner. Uh, like, I think a lot of people thought he might flounder, but I think he's found his footing and it wouldn't shock me if, you know, mid-year, whenever it's time for Braun, because I don't think Braun is here for, for too much longer. Uh, no, whenever it's, whenever it's time for Braun to move up, I, it would not shock me if Wesley kind of turned into that, for lack of a better term, Daniel Bryan underdog main eventer in NXT. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I could see that. I also think that you're going to see. I think you're going to see a good influx. <clears throat> I think uh, with NXT call ups to the main roster, I think you're going to see a lot of next level call ups mm -hmm. to the to the main ro to the NXT roster as well. I think that's going to be a trickle. So like, honestly, it wouldn't surprise me if this was one of Braun Breaker's final NXT matches and we saw him the night after Mania. Uh, on the I main agree. roster. Yeah, I agree. I, I, uh, I, I'd like to think that because a lot of people like Grayson Waller here. They, they, mm -hmm. a lot of people, let's talk about that match now. Uh, Grayson Waller, Braun Breaker, a rematch inside the cage. Um, a lot of people think that Braun's going to drop it here and, uh, maybe have a rematch at stand and deliver, lose, mm -hmm. and then we see him on the Raw the night on that April 3rd Raw. Um, we did have that happen last year, but that was only so he could get his, get another NXT title match and beat, uh, Dolph Ziggler. This time, I think it's more for real. So what do you think? Does Grayson Waller win here or does Braun hold it and maybe lose at stand and deliver? 
What do you think? I think Braun, and and it does feel a little bit backwards. If we like, I don't know what the next match is. If you know, like, where do we go from the steel cage match? Because uh, that you know, you and I, Scott, we're 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 uh, traditionalists in a sense. Like that, mm-hmm. that's the feud ender. Is the steel cage match not the not the middle part of the feud? <laughs> uh, right. So I don't know where you know where you go to build the stakes in the match, but I feel like. This is the one Braun takes, and then he drops it on the way out. Uh, but I do feel like eventually Waller is going to get the win and get the title. I just don't think it's here. Uh, I think they're going to get a little bit more juice out of Braun and then drop it. Uh, but I think Waller's a perfect guy to kind of step into that spot. And again, kind of going back to what I was saying uh, about with Wesley, like I feel like if you've got a big bruiser you know, kind of at the top of the card, that's an intriguing matchup. If you got uh, like Wesley's not tiny, you know, he's taller than me, but you know, comparatively to a guy like Waller, you know, he's, he's a little bit on the short side. So I think that could be a fun match. Mm, I, I think so too. Uh, we like to have a good cage. Um, obviously the blood thing still annoys me that we can't have cage matches without blood, but, um, but I think it's, I think it's good. I think Braun, this is, I think this will be his last successful title defense. And then I do think we see, um, I think we do see uh, Braun lose it at Stand and Deliver in L.A. That's Saturday morning. And then we see him on Monday on Raw. So so there you go. There's your NXT Vengeance Day preview. It, of course, is tomorrow night on uh, on the Peacock. It is a premium live event. P-L, what is it? P-L-E, a play. I like pay-per-view better. Uh, I just call it a pay-per-view, and I always will. Um and that'll do it for the main event half of our dual cast tonight. We hope you enjoyed it. Uh, coming up now is your uh, special edition mm. of the Chain Reaction podcast, brought to you, of course, in concert with the PTB Wrestling Network and, of course, the Kings of Sport Patreon. Uh, myself, Nate, Brett Chittenden, and, of course, DKE, Dr. Chris Ely. Do you think it'd be cool if I got him a shirt? Think he'd wear it? Oh, he, he probably would. Like, I'm, like that's my goal you know, for the end of the year on the NWA podcast is to get Chris to wear an Omos t-shirt. So that can be a secondary <laughs> goal. First we get him in the Omos gear. Then we get him a DKE shirt. We'll get him a DKE in Laker colors. That's exactly what I yes. want. Yes. Yeah. Oh then, yeah. If you put in Laker colors, it'll wear it. For exactly. Sure. Yep. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So, uh, before we go, before we transition, Nate, uh, tell us a little bit about what is going on currently over on the uh, Kings of Sport Patreon. Yes, on the Kings of Sport Patreon, as Scott mentioned, uh, you can hear not only the audio version of the chain reaction, which you're about to hear. So if you want to hear it twice, head over to the Kings of Sport Patreon. But you can also see us. Uh, Yes, we have the video component with uh, Scott, Brent, Chris, and myself recapping our thoughts on the Royal Rumble. Uh, In addition to that, uh, we're about to drop an episode here in a couple weeks following the Super Bowl. So Super Bowl Monday. We'll be doing a live uh, show recapping what happened in the Super Bowl. Uh, I'm not giving out my predictions yet, but I will just give a little bit of foreshadowing, Scott, and say that today we had a gentleman uh, officially retire, maybe, question mark, or mm-hmm. this week we had a gentleman officially retire, yes. question mark, maybe, yep. uh, that, that a lot of people feel is the greatest of all time. And I just think that the gentleman that wins on a Super Bowl Sunday might when it's all said and done, have a claim to stake is, you know, maybe if not the greatest, he, he'll be in the conversation. 
Uh, and that, that's the only clue I'll give as to who I'm going to pick uh, in the Super Bowl. But uh, you can check that out here in a couple weeks on the Patreon. Five bucks gets you in the door if you want to pay more. We won't stop you if you want to be on that Steve Willie, Scott Criscola VIP level. Uh, and then the only other thing I will promote is uh, post-wrestling. Uh, where you can find the NWA podcast, which features Chris and myself, uh, as well as uh, DC TV Podcast Network. So there's been a lot of big news about DC uh, in the wake of James Gunn's big announcement this week, Scotty. Uh, right. So you can check out that po- that uh, podcast feed where I'm on two shows. I am on The Lituation Room, which is a kind of roundtable uh, where me, Vanessa Shark, Brittany Monet, and Clement Bryant give our thoughts about the news of uh, the world of entertainment uh, and TV and movies uh, and comics and our thoughts on all things superhero and nerdy. Uh, And then I'm also the newest member of the Green Lantern podcast, which is going to be covering the newly announced, uh, even though it's not newly announced because the show's been announced for like two years now almost, uh, but apparently it's been retooled, the Green Lantern show on HBO Max to feature uh, Hal Jordan and Jon Stewart. I guess in a buddy cop kind of show. So uh, kind of like true detectives with power rings is how James Gunn described it. So I'm excited <laughs> for that. Uh, so just follow me on Twitter at in the number eight M O Z A I K at Nate Mosaic for uh, news about those shows and anything else I think about. Exactly. And uh, all those things are awesome. And please uh, take part in the Patreon. Steve and I uh, have the best seats and we'll save a seat for you if you buy, you know, one or six rounds. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Scott C. Podfather. Please follow the brand on Twitter at PTBN Wrestling. Uh, we do every day. I've been doing a new thing now called Wrestling Time Travel, where if there was a ma- I'll, I'll put out a list of what major shows occurred on this date in wrestling history. Um, there were no real shows in the early days of February. I, there was no, the last one we did was on January 31st, but Wednesday the 1st and uh, Thursday the 2nd, there were no events that ever took place. And I'm looking at WWE, AW, NWA slash WCW, ECW, Impact, New Japan. Uh, you know, I, so crazy. But uh, maybe if you're listening to this and you go on the Twitter now uh, for Friday, uh, February 3rd, uh, maybe there was a pay-per-view at some point uh, or some type of show in history. So that's we do that. We do polls. And, of course, we post our podcast. This show will drop there as well. So please do that. Uh, have a great two weeks. Uh, and again, in two weeks on our next full episode of main event, uh, Nate will be back with Steve and Pete, of course, and we will preview, uh, we will preview the aforementioned elimination chamber. We will talk some other stuff. Um, of course, uh, then a few weeks after that, uh, AEW will have, of course, a revolution, which is on March 5th Mm. in uh, San Francisco. So we'll talk about that uh, show as well. And, uh, new Japan had the Noah new Japan part of wrestle kingdom. Uh, we were going to talk about that tonight. Uh, Nate, I was going to bring it up with you, but I figured we should have probably have Steve on. So at least somebody knew yeah. what was going on. <laughs> uh, yeah. Pete, Nate, uh, Nate and I only have so much time as CEOs to do this kind of stuff. You know what I'm saying? We don't yes. So anyway, that'll happen in two weeks on main event. So uh, for Brother Nate, I am uh, Brother Scott. You have been in this very abbreviated main event. Let me take mm. you now. Let me transfer you now. Transition. You, you know what we should have done, Scott, now that I'm yes. thinking about it. You know what we should have done. It's too late because we're we're too deep in the weeds now. Right. But we should have set it up where we were. You've seen Pootie Tang, right? I'm sure you have. Yes. Yep. The American classic Pootie Tang. And the spoiler yep. alert, Pootie Tang, the framing device of Pootie Tang is Pootie Tang goes on uh, Bob Costas' show. 
to tell <laughs> Bob Costas about this new movie. And he's like, we got a clip of your movie, Pootie. Let's show it now. And then the movie plays. And then two hours later, you come back. And Bob Costas is like, that's the longest clip I've ever seen. That We should have set it up by saying we were going to do a clip of the main event or <laughs> of the chain reaction. Chain and reaction. then two hours later, come back. <laughs> That was a long-ass clip. <laughs> I didn't know we were doing the whole thing tonight. Oh, damn it. Right. Uh, I, I just thought about it. Like, we, uh, we, 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 uh, next time. Next time, next, Scott. Next time we'll do that. We'll do that. Anyway, <laughs> Brother Nate, always a pleasure. It is now time for the Royal Rumble 2023 Devante episode mm. of The Chain Reaction. Enjoy. Wrestling has more than one royal family. The time is right now. The place is right here. And the show, well, this is the hippest trip in pro wrestling podcast, The Chain Reaction. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is the place where a panel of pro wrestling pundits pontificate on the positives and the problems of the pay-per-view or premium live event, which we just perused. We are back and better than ever for our first edition of 2023. So belated happy new year to everybody tuning in tonight. Everybody who was not watching uh, Joe Burrow and, and Patrick Mahomes go head to head out here on these streets. But uh, for those who are tuning in tonight, we do appreciate you. So uh, we've got a big reaction show to the uh, Royal Rumble that emanated from San Antonio, Texas last night. But before we get into all of that, we have to introduce who is here with me tonight, of course. I'm the Godfather Nate Milton, and I'm joined by the Chain Gang. Ladies and gentlemen, first of all, this man is not only one of the true North nerds. This man is not only somebody who is always there whenever I throw up the Brent signal, uh, when, whenever we need his wise words of wisdom. But I just checked this, folks. He is currently the IBF's number two ranked pound for pound Chittenden in the world right now. Uh, only trailing Jen, who was a former guest on the Rocky Maivia Picture Show. Y'all give it up. <laughs> Y'all give it up for Brent Chittenden. Brent, how are you, my man? Uh, I love your intros. It's a, it's a nice ego boost in the <laughs> evening to start off the week. <laughs> I am doing well, and I'm looking forward to talking some wrestling with you guys. Uh, we are looking forward to the conversation, man, because uh, I feel like we, we're going to agree on a lot of things tonight, but uh, there will, might also come some debate. And, and when it comes to debates, there's nobody I'd rather have on my side, Brent, than this next man who is part of the chain gang tonight. He is one of my co-hosts on the NWA podcast over at Post Wrestling. He's been down with the Kings of Sports since day one. Y'all give it up for the angry intellectual himself. The mayor pro tem of Los Angeles, California. Some may call him Moderna Chris. Some may call him Mimosa Chris. But all I want to know is, can we rock? What's up, Doc? Chris Ely, the professor, is with us. What's up, Chris? Hey, hey, what's up, man? It's been a long, long week with this planning for this wedding. And um, just, I had sciatica earlier in the week. I don't know where it came from. I just... No, I was down for the count after that, but um, uh, I'm looking forward to talking to this 20, 
2023 edition of the Royal Rumble. Okay, okay. I know you got 20 minutes prepared on Omos's time in the Rumble, so we will get into that, my brother. All right, I got. I, I'm trying to pull up my notes because I did take some, so I'm just trying <laughs> to pull them up. Well, and speaking of a man who always takes notes during these premium live events, he is. One of my tag team partners on the main event over at Place to Be Nation, of course, Chain Reaction, a co-branded production of the Kings of Sport Patreon and Place to Be Nation. Give it up for the Podfather himself, ladies and gentlemen. The man who probably spent most of last night uh, deleting all of his angry tweets towards Nia Jax because he knew we were going to have to talk about it this evening. Scott Criscoll is here. What's good, Scotty? Godfather, my man, it is always a pleasure. Brent, Chris, uh, I will say that 20 minutes of um, Chris talking about Omos is about a 80th of the time he was in the match. So I'd rather, I'd rather hear him talk more about it than actually see him in it. But no, uh, it's great. To, it's, <laughs> it's great to be here, guys. Always a pleasure. Uh, definitely talking about this Rumble will be better than when we, I believe we all mm. uh, got together last year to talk about last year's Rumble which was mm. not fun at all. Uh, this yes. one was a lot of fun. I do know, Nate, that you are – I do know, Nate, that you are officially adding a new a new uh, category this year, best number 30 uh, entrant of the night, uh, one year only, <laughs> that you're going to add that uh, that category. So <laughs> – but it's great to be here. I'm looking forward to talking about it. It's a fun show. Absolutely, brother. And, yes, so the last time – because I did check and, and do my homework, Scott. The last time we all – convened for the chain reaction it was this time last year for the royal rumble which was a show that uh, had some issues so we will see how we think about this show as in comparison to last year's but before we get into our categories this week we have to uh, run down the card so i will uh pull up the most accurate source of information that we have available in 2023 brent which of course is wikipedia and i will run down <laughs> The results of the 2023 Royal Rumble. Our first match was the 30-man Royal Rumble match for the men. Uh, The winner, of course, gets a world championship shot at WrestleMania, and it was won by none other than Cody Devontae Rhodes, who tossed out Gunther, who was the Iron Man this year. Uh, Gunther uh, started number one and went all the way to the end, but, but he couldn't. He couldn't get in the way. Scott, of, of that American nightmare, Cody Devontae Rhodes. Cody Rhodes is nope. your winner of the Royal Rumble, headed to WrestleMania. Uh, our next match is a match that I think Chris will undoubtedly have as his pick for match of the night. It was the Mountain Dew <laughs> pitch black match where Bray Wyatt beat down uh, LA Knight in five minutes and five seconds. Uh, Bray Wyatt wins with his assortment of goofy masks and cosmic bowling aesthetics and Uncle Howdy. So we'll get into all those shenanigans a little bit later. But Bray Wyatt defeated L.A. Knight in 5.05. Going back to the men's rumble, uh, the time for that, Scotty, was one hour and 12 minutes uh, for the men's rumble. Uh, Our next match saw Bianca Belair defend the WWE Raw Women's title against Alexa Bliss, uh, Bianca wins that in seven minutes and 35 seconds to retain her title. Uh, the next match was the women's Royal Rumble match, which went for an hour and two minutes. Rhea Ripley was your winner going wire to wire. Rhea Ripley 
headed to WrestleMania. And finally, in our main event of the evening, Roman Reigns, favorite performer of everyone in the world, especially Jermaine from Chicago, if Jermaine is watching this evening. Roman Reigns defeated Kevin Owens in 19 minutes and 15 seconds to retain the champion, his both of his championships. Uh, but that was more like a backdrop to the post-match, which we will talk about here in a little bit. Uh, Scotty got so choked up that he had to dip for a second, but he will be back, ladies and gentlemen. So let's get into our categories. So we've got a few categories that we run through each and every episode of the main event. And our first category is the best match of the night. And seeing as it is the Royal Rumble, we will call this category Royal Oil. Which match was the best match of the night? And let's go to... Let's go to Chris. Professor, what yeah. was your pick for best match of the night, brother? Well, um, I'm I'm probably just picking what everyone else. I'm going to say Owens and uh, Roman Reigns uh, was the best match of the night. Um, I didn't think any of the rumbles were like offensive or anything like that. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, we'll we'll talk about what the worst match was later, but um, mm. the the rumble matches were were by the numbers you know it wasn't any they weren't like spectacular but there there was no way to go but up from uh, last year because that i don't need that was atrocity last year so um i i I was (laughs) even though they didn't really move the world they didn't change the world with this year's royal rumble it wasn't they didn't rediscover the will or okay it wasn't spectacular but i mean Jesus Christ. I, I remember last year's and yeah, this was <laughs> this was uh this was a markedly better rumble. Mm, okay, so best match of the night, Chris is going with Roman Reigns, Kevin Owens. Brent, <clears throat> what was your selection for the best match of the night? I uh am agreeing with the professor. I haven't really watched WWE product in steadily in quite some time, mm. but I've been following the Bloodline storyline all the way through, and the match was really solid. The follow-up was really solid, and the fact that this is carrying on a storyline both to a natural and good conclusion, at least so far. We, we'll see what, what happens in the next couple months. Um, and it's a, it doesn't have to reinvent the wheel. Like sometimes expected is good. Mm. And like, we all knew where this was going from the get go and they went with it and just didn't do the, the standard WWE thing of the, the swerve at the end of it. But uh, I, I really enjoyed the match itself. I thought both guys did really good jobs of carrying this story along, which for like in theory, Kevin Owens is going to be dipping out of and that and we're going to get it focused on Roman and Sammy at some point. So it's it was an interesting way of going through the motions, but also making it really exciting and emotional to watch. Mm. I'll go I'll go next. Um, And for me, I think Brent looking at match of the night, it's very easy to pick Roman and, and, and Kevin Owens in large part because of that post-match, which I'll get into in a little bit. Like, I think this has been some of the best storytelling that this company has done in a long time. Mm -hmm. Uh, 
But I'm going to shake things up a little bit and go to the men's rumble uh, as my match of the night for a couple of reasons. Number one, as you mentioned, predictable is not always bad. Sometimes that's good storytelling. If you set something up and then follow through in the conclusion, and I think that's what they did with the Cody Rhodes uh, moment here in the men's rumble. Uh, there were a lot of good little moments within the rumble, you know, uh, Gunther, uh, going wire to wire. Like they did some really cool stuff with Seamus and Drew in the rumble. Uh, the Lashley Lesnar interaction I thought was cool. The spot with Ricochet and uh, Logan Paul, which again, like I don't know what purpose it served in the context of a Royal Rumble, but both of these men to go outside of the ring and then jump at each other in the middle of the ring. It, it, it doesn't seem like a sound strategy, Brent, but it was cool. Um, the only thing I hated about the men's rumble, I think, was a there there was a a kind of lack of surprises in terms of the entrance, but then also, man, I, I hate to say it, uh, but for the second year in a row, we 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 didn't get that Kofi magic, and it 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 it, it hurts my heart that that uh, Kofi didn't at least get to have some more fun moments in this year's rumble. But other than that, I thought the men's rumble match was pretty well plotted out and they pulled the trigger and went with the obvious choice, which was the right choice in Cody Rhodes. So uh, that is my match of the night. Uh, let's see, Scotty, what was your match of the night? <clears throat> well, you're thinking based on what I'm wearing, what I think the match <laughs> of the night was. <laughs> this is actually the original. This was when he first went to NXT. This isn't even the current one because this logo is a little smaller, but. No, actually, I'm not going with this. Although this match is pretty great. Uh, I'm actually going to go with the Women's Rumble. I thought the okay. Women's Rumble was the best match of the night. Uh, no disrespect to our man, Nate, Mr. Devante. No disrespect to him. But the Men's Rumble had its moments. Uh, I had no issues with, obviously, I wanted Devante to win, so I'm good with that. Uh, I got to say, Booker looked pretty damn good. For a guy mm -hmm. who was only in for 20 seconds, but that was just, you know, to get the spin. Because I guess there was there was rumors on the internet that he couldn't do the spinner Rooney anymore. So maybe he did it just for that. And it was pretty good spinner Rooney. And it was um, his home state, so I get it. Well, yeah, exactly. So um, <clears throat> but the women's rumble was so much fun to watch because other than your girlfriend at 30 and <laughs> Mrs. And, and Mrs. Calloway hopping the uh the barrier out of the mm -hmm. blue. I was glad we didn't get any surprises. Okay. Every woman, everybody in the rumble was he, excuse me, was either a current WWE or current NXT. Mm -hmm. And that was what we needed. The women's divisions on both, on both brands is enormous and all good, solid, deserving athletes. So I had a, I loved watching the women's rumble because you had all this greatness and all this young, exciting talent. Uh, I, I, I gotta admit, I like when you, when your girl Naya was nose to nose with, uh, with Raquel, that was pretty mm -hmm, great. That was mm -hmm. actually one of my highlights of the night. Um, I love seeing, uh, Zoe Stark. I love seeing, uh, Shotzi. I love mm -hmm. seeing, uh, Mia Yim. I or whatever her mansion. Is that her name? Or Meineke? Meechin. Whatever the Minchin. Yeah. I like, yeah. Uh, I loved, obviously, I loved all the damage control. All of the women were there, really, even Candice LeRae, who has most people on our on the PTV Wrestling Network now, I'm not a big fan of. But even she was, like, like was energetic. And the, the Women's Rumble just had this extra energy mm -hmm. 
that. And I got to be honest, maybe it was because, and I don't want uh, the, I don't want Mrs. Smith to get mad at me. I think it was because we didn't have the usuals. Yes, we we you know we didn't you know we had uh, uh, Becky and we had uh, Bailey, but we didn't have Charlotte. Mm-hmm. We didn't have Rhonda. Like we didn't have we didn't, and I hate to say this, we didn't even have Sasha. Those anchors that you always feel like get into the match and have to look good. Mm-hmm. Nobody nobody had to look good in that women's rumble. They just wanted to look good. And the fact that, uh, and I picked on my uh, po- on my pod blast preview on the network, I picked uh, Rhea to win. Uh, a lot of people think having her at one was kind of paint, you know, rinse, rinse and repeat. That's fine, whatever. Uh, I think I enjoyed the, 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 uh, uh, you know, the, the uh, standing power of Liv Morgan. Mm-hmm. It was nice to see her be the one at two and, I had no problem with both of them. They both deserved the ability to go over an hour. I just was more, I was just so entertained by the women's rumble because of all the youth that was in it. And the roster was just, that's a triple H rumble right now. The Mm. entire roster, no surprises needed except your girl and, and Michelle and I guess Oscar, but technically she counts. She's on the roster. She's just back. So I I mean, your girl, Chelsea green showed up for a little bit. Oh yeah. For a cut. Yeah. For a shot. She's got a cup of coffee. About as long as almost. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, but uh, but yeah, no. My my favorite match, as much as I got my guy on, uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the women's rumble. I was just very entertained by it. I enjoy the lack of surprises, and I enjoy the fact that they literally used almost the entire WWE roster and the entire NXT roster to mm. its fullest capacity. Okay, so we had two for KO and Reigns. We had one for the men's Rumble and one for the women's Rumble, which I think, not to blow the lead uh, here, Chris, but I think that just goes to show that this was a pretty solid card from top to bottom. And and we'll get into uh, that a little bit more as we get into some of our other categories. But let's talk about what wasn't solid. And I I have a feeling, Chris, you know, you are... (laughs) You are our political prognosticator here on the show. You know, every right. time there's an election, whether it's the presidential election or the midterms, you're the guy I go to because you have all the numbers and you can give me the best predictions. So, you know, I'm not Steve Kornacki, but I have a feeling when all the counties are counted, we will probably have a consensus for the next category, which is the worst match of the night, a.k.a. the Rumble Fumble. Scotty, let's run it back with you. What was your selection for the worst match of the night last night? Uh, you know, it's it's hard to pick a worst match because uh, um, every match was not – every match was pretty solid. I don't think mm-hmm. there was one awful match. To me, it's a, it's a weird tie. Obviously, the, the, the only uh, gimmick in the history of WWE that was sponsored – I don't think we've ever had a. I don't think we've ever had a uh, a Coke Zero Hell in a Cell match. But yeah. uh, but uh, uh, honestly, the, the that match wasn't offensive. Um, I hate to be. I hate to to do this, but I'm going to go with Bianca and Alexa Bliss, and not mm. because it was bad. It just seemed very ordinary. Like okay. I'm glad Bianca okay. won and she earned it. And I, you know me, I love Bianca, but it wasn't like. Oh my God, this is the best Bianca match ever. And on a night where everybody elevated, mm-hmm. I feel like that match was just good. It wasn't crap, not by any stretch, but it, it, the everything else felt a little bit higher than that did. 
So okay. on a night where everybody stepped up, I feel like Alexa and and Bianca just had a good match. And on this night, that, just good wasn't good enough. That's an interesting pick by Scotty. I can I can understand it. I can understand that selection uh, because that was the runner up for me for worst match of the night. And partly because, like Scott said, it just kind of felt like a raw main event. Like it was good, exactly. But there was yeah. nothing that elevated it. But also because of the elements that that match had. That my actual pick for worst match of the night had. Like, there's a common theme here, and that's your boy Uncle Howdy out here on these streets. My <laughs> match, my pick for the worst match of the night was that pitch black match, not because it was terrible, but because it was like it wasn't needed. Like, like I get it, you got this sponsorship, you know, you, you got the bag from the Mountain Dew PepsiCo people, which. After the match, Chris and I were talking like maybe PepsiCo want, might want some of that bread back because uh, I don't think they got I don't think they got the return on the investment that they were looking for, Brent. Uh, but that to me was kind of the worst match of the night in in the sense of this is the first real match Bray Wyatt's had since his return back in October. And so, like you've been telling me this story, this guy you got LA Knight in the mix, and we just kind of got a a nothing brawl. And it's like, eh, I feel like it should have been more than that. Uh, so, yeah, that, that's my pick on, an, on a show that was pretty solid top to bottom. Uh, Pitch Black gets my worst match of the night. Uh, what say you, Brent Chittenden? Oh, I, I completely agree with you. I, I, I don't want to crap on Bray Wyatt because he's good. And he has a lot of creative <laughs> oh, real ideas. Real quick, real quick. I, I want to send a quick shout out to uh, our guy, uh, Chris, Chris uh, and I's mutual friend, SP3 over at True Hill Heat. Uh, because he had a great show today recapping the Rumble. And one of the things he said about Bray Wyatt was he might be the greatest before the bell rings wrestler in the company right now meaning like <laughs> everything he does before the match starts is great like the promos the the vignettes the the music like everything leading up to the actual match is great and then when it's time to go bell to bell his matches are generally kind of eh, at best yeah and and in terms of gimmick matches and shit like that i really think the it, it's you see this sometimes with film directors when they they've gotten when they get like absolute power and over a movie and director's <laughs> cut and all that stuff it mm. sometimes goes off the rails and I feel that's the problem with Bray Wyatt is hashtag release the Wyatt cut yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh God no <laughs> the Wyatt cut of this I don't ooh. Um, it, it's almost like somebody's got to step in and rein back some of the ideas. And mm-hmm. like this, it, it this match looked cool for like a minute and a half, like while Bray <laughs> was in there, like when they turned the lights off and his uh, black light face paint po- like all popped up. Yeah, that that's a cool looking visual. And then yeah. the rest of it was low rent Tron. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> without a good Daft Punk soundtrack to save it. <laughs> I thought so it looked overall, like, and this this is it, something that's, that's going to date us, Brent. Like it to me, it looked like oh, back God. in the eighties when bowling alleys used to do cosmic bowling night. Yes. Oh <laughs> yeah, it, love it. Glow in the dark mini putt. Yeah, I know places that still do the cosmic bowling. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Okay. Maybe that's why they got this match idea. <laughs> yes. Bray Wyatt was out bowling one night, and he's like, "You know what? 
this would make a good idea. And then he ordered a Mountain Dew from the concession stand. It was like, even better. Yeah. Uh, Chris, are you gonna are you gonna make it uh, three for four and give the pitch black match uh, your worst match of the night, brother? Okay. So before I give my uh, review <laughs> of this, um, I will in defense of this match. Okay. I've had a pitch black Mountain Dew before, um, <laughs> and if you have too many of those things, you will start seeing this shit. Okay, okay, okay. It was like I, I had. I'm, I'm already sensitive to caffeine. I, I can't do caffeine uh, the way other people can do it. Like one cup of coffee, and I, that's why I don't drink coffee. It just, it just has me so wired. Um, mm. But yeah, man, um, I'm not gonna be as kind to it because even in the bad reviews, you're like, oh, that, to me that shit was horrible, man. I, I, <laughs> I, I do not watch wrestling for Tron meets, meets cosmic bowling. Hey, Chris, Chris, come on, come on, Chris. Let let it play out, Chris. Yeah, yeah, nah. Um, I was reading the article. So one of my friends sent me an article earlier from our friends at What Culture, where mm. it, this article was written in 2017, and it said why why Bray Wyatt is one of WWE's worst creations or something like that, mm. and and the reasons that they stated are very applicable to um, 2023. Now, this isn't to say that Bray, Bray Wyatt is a bad performer or anything like that. This this is just not it, man. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just keep up, keep, keep on. Like, the my biggest problem <clears throat> with Bray Wyatt is I don't see how anybody benefits or comes up in a feud with him. Like, even... Um, mm-hmm. Um, Eli Drake, I mean, L.A. Knight, even with L.A. Knight, um, I, I don't, I mean, outside of a payday for being on a WWE pay-per-view, <laughs> I really don't see what this does for his career. Um, you know, you got your your sponsorship on. Um, this isn't the worst thing I ever saw in WWE, but it's like, I just, it just reinforces to me that even on a good WWE pay per view, that I that I'm not going to be able to escape this kind of bullshit, um, <laughs> which is um, my biggest problem with the match. I, to me, this was god awful, mm-hmm. man. I it, it, it the worst match of the year so far. It is, and Damn. I know there'll be worse than this, but nah, that nah, man. Uh, (laughs) the pitch black match getting three out of four of the votes here for worst match of the night but before we go to the next category i want to come back to something on bray wyatt and i want to get scotty's opinion because i feel like one of the things that the wwe wants to do is have bray wyatt fill that hole that was left when your boy undertaker hung up the boots uh but i feel like one of the issues with that is a the undertaker really wasn't the undertaker until like midway through his career mm-hmm. like it took him a while to get to that point where he was the dude that would show up and you know he'd be gone for three or four months and then he'd just show up and set up a wrestlemania program and you'd be hyped because it was the undertaker 
but the other thing is, I feel like Bray Wyatt, and this is to Brent's point, I feel like Bray Wyatt is like that movie director that, that needs the good editor or that good producer to kind of rein him back in. But he's also like Prince in in the <laughs> 90s when he was in that period where he was fighting with Warner Brothers. And when Prince finally got like his freedom, he would just release these massive double albums mm-hmm. that had like 15 great songs on it, Scotty. But the problem was there were 35 tracks on the album. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's like, you got to cut it down at some point. And, and, you know, I'm not saying dumb it down for the audience. You know, you know not like Scott Steiner. You got to dumb it down because he comes from a highly educated university. But you've got to streamline it a bit. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on kind of Bray Wyatt and, and where he can go from here? Uh, that's a great point. Uh, you know, the other thing, too, is, uh, you know, Taker, Taker took a long time. Yeah, get to that level. Taker didn't. Taker was uh, to your point, Nate. Taker didn't become the Undertaker in 1992. Okay, <laughs> nope. From night from 1990 till maybe 2005. Let's say yeah. 15 years. Taker yeah. was just a cool gimmick in the right. company. Was he? Was he a legend guy? Probably, but yeah. he was still active and he was still every day. To that point, he had only missed. Two manias, ninety four, right. and and two thousand, both injury based. Right. Uh, well, ninety four was more like a, he needed a vacation because he hadn't had one yet. But two thousand, he was hurt. Uh, right. In this case, we didn't get Taker until probably two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Right. Uh, probably when we were getting the Edge feud, and most definitely, we just did it. We'll be doing it next month on the Place Be Podcast uh, on the network. Right. Uh, it's WrestleMania twenty five, the match with Sean. From that point yeah. on. He became Taker. You can't just hand Bray Wyatt Taker and be like, yeah. "Oh my God, we're gonna get a great match every March or April." No, you gotta you gotta cultivate that. You gotta earn that. And that's mm-hmm. no disrespect to Bray as a person, but that that's pretty rough for him to get there. And now suddenly he's the guy just because his gimmick is similar to Taker's. You can't do that right. to him. There's no, there has been no time to cultivate that into a mm-hmm. legend status. That's right. the problem. And now we got Bray trying to feel his way around to the legend level when he hasn't even come close to like everyday great level. Right. Like, outside yeah. of that Daniel Bryan match, has he had like a great standout right. match? Yeah, he, he's exactly. Had good, yeah, he's had good matches. I, I want to say something about this real quick because this has been, and and this is a great place to to get it off my chest. Um, Uh Bray Wyatt um, said, uh, like, when someone asked him what did Undertaker whisper to him, and he was like, oh, I'll take it to my grave, and I'll never tell anybody. I don't care what that dude said to this guy. (laughs) I don't. I I, I prefer him to keep it to everybody, because I I just don't care. Um, I don't care. I, I just needed to say that because there were people that were like, oh, that's who cares? Put on better TV, my dude. <laughs> I, 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 I don't care what people are whispering to you. Um, uh, SP3 uh, did the uh, whisper saw jo- joke yesterday. <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> But yeah, I just don't care enough about that. And I think that's the biggest problem with Bray Wyatt is he Mm -hmm. he has done so many things on television that I do not 
care about because like Scott was saying, Undertaker, the, the stuff he was doing, um, his first three WrestleManias, first one was against the aging Superfly Snuka. The second mm-hmm. one was against uh, Jake the Snake, who was on his way out of WWE. And the third one was against uh, Giant Gonzalez. Mm-hmm. Um, these were not good WrestleManias. I wouldn't, no. I don't even think they mattered until about, not even with the first time he fought Triple H, but like maybe the Orton one. I thought was like, okay, this is this streak means something. Mm-hmm. And I think that with uh Bray Wyatt, it's 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 an Undertaker, even with the corny stuff, it's it's it still mattered to some people. I mean, I do know some people care about the Bray Wyatt stuff, but mm-hmm. um th- it, it it was it was the stuff that Bray that Taker was doing was never like I never felt that it got in the way of anybody's anything, you know? It was used to kind of elevate Yokozuna mm-hmm. and have little nothing feuds with, like, you know, I'm, I can't, I'm blanking on the guys he was feuding with in the uh, 90s, like Kama, Kama and Kama. Nathan Jones. That's a little later. Yeah, um, it, Bray Wyatt's stuff, like, <coughs> interferes with Money making main eventers, you know, mm. that kind of b- bothers me about it. Not saying Eli Drake is one, but just like with Seth Rollins and people mm. like that, you know. Yeah, and I think Brent, I'll let you have the last word on Bray before we move to our next category. But I think Bray, to me, to use another analogy, feels like you go to this restaurant, Brent. You know, maybe, maybe uh, you know, it's it's smokes poutinery uh, up in your neck of the woods, or or, yeah. or, or Swiss Chalet. These fine establishments, Brent. And then I know a little something about the, the, the restaurants in your area. Maybe uh, you know it's a uh, 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 Tim Hortons. Then that's the extent of my knowledge or my recall <laughs> on these Canadian restaurants. Uh, <laughs> Harvey's. That's another one. Harvey's. Uh, but, uh, so it's like you go to this restaurant, Brent, and the side dishes are excellent and the soda is like out of the fountain. It's the freshest soda you've ever had, but the main dish is always undercooked. That's how Bray Wyatt's feuds feel to me. It's like the stuff around it usually is pretty good, but when it comes time for these big matches, whether you're talking Seth Rollins or Dean Ambrose, uh, you know, the Randy Orton match where he put the worms uh, on the mat, you know, like these matches never have really delivered for me outside of that Daniel Bryan match. I would agree. It's, I don't know what it is because like we've seen him wrestle and he can wrestle. He's good mm-hmm. at yeah. the ring or at least he was maybe like, you know, he's, he's had nearly a year off for this match. But uh, so two things, like one, I get, I completely agree with you. It's just, it's that, and like in this case with this feud, it almost feels like he had too much going on. Like there was the stuff with uh, LA Knight. There's the stuff with Uncle Howdy. Uncle Howdy is involved with Alexa Bliss. Like the, it, it's sort of like we sh- we should pick a lane here and stick with that, and then like later down the road maybe go to those other storylines. Mm-hmm. It's it just sort of yeah, and like. And for whatever reason, he is cursed with bad lighting matches. <laughs> it's remember oh. the, like the one that you said where <laughs> one of the fiend matches where it was all red and you could. Uh, mm-hmm. it was, but I will disagree one small thing with Chris 
this match did elevate somebody in that company or maybe outside of that company. And it is the gentleman or a gentle woman or person who uh, sold WWE a shit ton of yellow cloth for <laughs> outfits. May I point out, LA Knight's trunks was that made out of that yellow. Edge, who I don't think I've seen Edge in a color other than like red and silver and black in the past 20 years, somehow got talked into having neon yellow in his tights. It looked cool, but there was that. Mm-hmm. Logan Paul's outfit was made out of the same yep. stuff. Liv Morgan's outfit was made out of the same <laughs> stuff. Whoever it was who went into WWE and like, look, I've got the deal for you on neon yellow stuff. Does it react to black light? Hell yeah, it does. <laughs> we'll take the whole roll. And then I feel like the, it was, it was a tribute. It was a tribute, Brent. The roster was showing <laughs> solidarity for Naomi. Like, she can't be here, but right. she's in our hearts yeah. and in our wardrobe. And, and, and they even had the, the pitch black Mountain Dew logo, like, on, yeah. the, on the ring stuff. And I know Vince is always been against that you know but they had it had you gotta it. make money for this sale chris yeah or sasha banks husband was like his creativity was put to the brink when he went uh, here yeah yeah how many outfits as many as you can right yeah <laughs> so yes that's our that's our, our tangent on bray wyatt so again hey, yeah. we, you we, can do I, a whole show on just this Yes, I mean, here's a funny trivia note for the Kings of Sport, because this is our 10th year anniversary this year of the Kings of Sport. One of the moments that almost broke the show, and this is back in like 2013, 2014, is an argument that Marcus and Alfred at the time got into over Bray Wyatt. And it damn near broke the show because Bray Wyatt. So Bray Wyatt has always been kind of like, what are we going to do with this guy? So. Again, I think we all respect him as a performer. Like, we all respect him as a, as a creative person, but the storylines just haven't been hitting. So hopefully they they tighten that up. But, uh, you know, Brent mentioned that the person that designed all these outfits might be seeing a bump in their in their tax returns this hey. year. So let's, let's talk some money here. Let's talk about our stocks of the night. So first up is our blue chip stock. And what the blue chip stock is for anybody that hasn't seen the chain reaction, it's the performer we feel like benefited the most and has gained the most from their performance uh, at the pay- pay-per-view or the premium live event. I'll never get used to saying that. Um, so let's start with... Scotty, Scott, who was your blue chip performer from the 2023 Royal Rumble? Wow. Um, well, I mean, there's there's some obvious ones and there are some not so obvious ones. Uh, mm. I got a couple. Okay. Uh, first one uh, is obviously um, it's it's a it's a I guess it's like a a, a cop out, but. We, you got to give it. You got to give a a, a a blue chip to 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 Mr. Devonte Rhodes. Mm. Yeah, got his yeah. moment. He got the moment he earned. He earned yeah. it. Yeah, and uh, he looked good in the match. I thought him and Gunther. Uh, they'll probably. I mean, they'll probably wrestle at Elimination Chamber most likely. It. it that not only do you get a win for Cody, not only does Gunther look good, but mm-hmm. you could set something up, and those two could wrestle at at Elimination Chamber. You know, to give them something to do. Yeah, um, but. I'm going to give uh, the blue chip stock to a pair of guys. Obviously, not only 
will I give a blue chip to uh, to Sami Zayn because he finally pulled it off and the pop he got when he smacked uh, the chief uh, mm-hmm. with the uh, with the uh, with the chair. But I'm going to give blue chip stock to this guy right here because <laughs> nobody <laughs> nobody ate more plates of crap last night mm. than he did, and not only did he sell it like a champ. Cause I mean, he, he was getting smoked over yeah. and over again, but he not, but he gained a ton of sympathy. I think for his specific character, I think Kevin Owens came off like a stud last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, he smacked Roman around during the match. He took a good beating. And, uh, and I think that post-match, I mean, he sold it like Shawn Michaels used to sell his best uh, ass kickings. Um, mm. He was, he was top, top flight. So, my three blue chips, uh, Cody Devante, even though that's kind of a softball. But I think Code, I think uh, Kevin Owens deserves just as much blue chip as Sami Zayn does for that last segment. Okay. And actually, I'm going to give a little, I'm going to throw a little side to Roman Reigns. Okay. Finally, he's he's legitimately getting booed. Yes. He's fine. He was cool. It's like, yeah, you know, the bloodline at times kind of had that NWO 97 thing going on. Where it's like, yeah, yeah. they're heels, but they're kind of cool. They are not cool anymore. Mm. Not after last night. And I think it took this long, but Roman finally got over as now he's now he's just a jerk off at this point. Finally, yeah. he got that. He got that out now. Right. So, yeah. so I'll give him a little bit of that. But my main blue chips, uh, Devontae to the side, because that's a gift, is not just Sammy, but. KO as well because he he came off looking like a valiant baby face that could be very valuable in the next mm-hmm. two months. Okay, I, I like those picks, Scotty, and and I'll go next because uh, I want to piggyback off of what you said. I think you can give honorable mentions to everybody involved in that post match scenario. Yep. Like I think yep. KO did a great job. Sammy obviously did a great job. Roman, as you mentioned, I think the person maybe that was most intriguing to me in that post-match was Jay Uso though. Right, like yeah. I think Jay Uso and, and Roman Reigns and, and Jimmy, like they had that Jimmy and Roman looked at Jay, like Nino Brown looked at G money at the end of new Jack city. Like, <laughs> yes. Oh my like, God. Like yeah. we all, we got CMB. Like I, I think that like, so the story of KO and Sammy, uh, because I think what's going to happen, because I know a lot of people wanted want Sammy to go after the world championship, and I think he will get uh, that title match at Elimination Chamber. But to me, the bigger story is Sammy and KO coming back as friends and going after the Usos for the tag right, titles. Yeah, I think there's, right. more, there's more emotion in that story. Um, mm-hmm. So I'll give everybody in that post-match uh, segment uh, an honorary mention. Uh, obviously, Cody Devontae Rhodes gets an honorable mention. I uh, want to give an honorable mention to Rhea Ripley. I thought she looked fantastic mm-hmm. in the Rumble. Yep. Uh, I want to give an honorable mention to uh, somebody here because Chris knows we've had this conversation off off air. Like the last year has just been kind of exhausting for me. And I, I didn't know, Chris, it was like a fog was over my eyes. And I didn't know if it was because, you know, the workload kind of going full steam ahead 
now that we're kind of post pandemic. Yeah. I didn't know if it was, you know, working 40, 50 hours a week, plus doing all the podcasts, plus doing my freelance work, plus doing the broadcasting. I didn't know if that's why I was feeling so down. Uh, I don't know if it was, you know, kind of the political of what's going on in America, particularly yeah. like this week was rough. Uh, we're not going to get into that, but it was a, yeah, a rough yeah. week for me, uh, you know, kind of emotionally trying to feel happy in a world where some certain things can happen. Uh, so there was a lot weighing on me, Chris, for the last year, and I didn't know what was going on. But mm-hmm. last night, it felt like, you know, it, it, it's still Sunday, so I could take us to church, Brent. It felt like Paul on the road to Damascus when the scales fell from his eyes, because as soon as I saw who came out, in that women's Royal Rumble at number 30, the scales fell from my eyes. The weight was lifted off my back. I could see clearly now the rain is gone because Nia Jax. <laughs> Nia Jax is back where she belongs, and, and, and all is right with the world, ladies and gentlemen. I know a lot of people were underwhelmed uh, by the fact that Nia Jax came back. That was one of my favorite moments of the night, not only because of how happy it made me, but because of how unhappy it made a lot of other people. Uh, so Nia Jax. <laughs> Obviously, you know, I'm a nihilist all day. Hashtag nihilist Brent Chittenden. Nia Jax gets my uh, honorable mention uh, for the blue chip stock. But I'm going to give it to one person in particular who I think rose his stock the most. Because you could argue that Cody was already at a level. You could argue that Roman and even KO and Sammy to a certain extent were already at a level. Uh, For me personally, Nia Jax was already at a level. But I think the person that elevated their stock the most last night might have been Gunther. Because this is a dude that we all love from NXT when he was Walter. Uh, and, you know, they brought him up to the main roster, changed his name, named him after a dude that trained Lions in the Ringling Brothers Circus. Uh, they that That's the headcan I'm going to go with because I don't want to associate with the other uh, reason why he might have that name. Uh, you know, they slimmed him down. He got on that uh, – that, uh, that, uh, Atkins diet or the keto diet brothers out here looking slim, but for him to go wire to wire and, you know, make you believe like we all knew Cody was going to win this thing, but there were points where I was like, "Mm, they, they, they could, maybe I could see it. Uh, So after the match last night, I think Gunther is somebody who we always thought should have been a main eventer on this main roster. But that was the step he needed, you know, to, to the I got the Avengers on here in the background because I don't want to look at the uh, playoff game because I don't want to get too excited on the air. Uh, but there's a moment in the Avengers. Brent knows this very well, where uh, Agent Colson, spoiler alert, is killed. And, and Sam Jackson throws these bloody trading cards that uh, Colson had in his pocket, allegedly on the table in front of Tony Stark and Steve Rogers. And then uh, Maria Hill's like, those weren't in Colson's pocket. And Sam Jackson. This is like they needed the push. And I think this was the moment where we finally got to see that push for Gunther. And it would not shock me if, A, like Scotty said, we get that, that rematch at uh, – we get that match at Elimination Chamber between Gunther and Cody. Or if they hold it off until Cody wins the title. And I could easily see Gunther as kind of that first big opponent for mm-hmm. Cody Rhodes. So, for me, Gunther, you know, there was a lot of good choices to pick from on this card in terms of blue chips. I think Gunther's my guy. Um, Brent, what was your choice for the blue chip performer of the night? Uh, it's hard for me to argue with you about Gunther. He's my runner up for uh, blue chipper and, and very close runner up. He got to show everybody else what we've mm-hmm. known for quite a while. Uh, but uh, in, we've always talked to you about like sort of the 
the semantics of what like <laughs> of the blue chip right of being elevated and i think mm-hmm. for me the person who got elevated the most out of it like in a lot of ways was piper niven her return Ooh, last okay night was, okay came yeah. in was treated really, really well. They've given her back her name. She's no longer mm-hmm. Dewdrop, which was kind of a dumb name to begin with. But yes. she was even getting that over. Like, like she got saddled with that name and was doing well and then had to take some time off. Came back and they they gave her enough in that rumble where we. I don't think there was any question who was going to win the women's rumble from the get-go. Mm. But it did give her a really good showing in it. It matched her up with a bunch of different right. people during the match, which showed off how good she she is at her level and that she should be taken more seriously as a character going forward. And I really hope that happens for her. It's it's nice to... One of the things that I, I have will always criticize WWE, and it's gotten better the last couple of years, is while they've moved away in the women's department from the fitness model department of trainees, mm-hmm. is they it it also doesn't seem to matter. They a lot of times a lot of these women end up going into that cookie cutter mold, even though that's not where they started. Right, when Dana Brooke came out. I hadn't seen her in quite a while because, like I said, I haven't really watched WWE's week to week television. I didn't recognize her for a couple minutes there. I I wasn't sure if it was Carmella or mm. just because when, because when she started, yeah, she was blonde, but she had a bit of a different look to her. And now she kind of looks like every other blonde that's on the roster. Right. Mm. And that's what I like about some of the stuff with like Piper Niven and um, Raquel Gonzalez. And like, mm-hmm. we're starting to get a nice, mix of different types of women wrestlers in it which is needed i think in a lot of ways and piper hopefully she gets the i'm not saying throw her in main event right away or anything like that but i think her coming back like they instantly made her somebody to watch out for for the next little while and hopefully they can follow up on that is an excellent pick by Brent Chitton that I, I agree. totally forgotten. But yes, the fact that they gave her her name back and also allowed her to do what she did in the Rumble. Yeah, like I I hope they this is finally them starting to get behind this performer because we, we know she can do it in the ring. Uh, Chris, who is your blue chip performer and why is it Omas? Uh, funny. Um, uh, for me, I'm I'm actually gonna go with uh, Cody Rhodes, man. Okay, uh, and the and the reason why is just because I remember how. Um, is it because it's almost Black History Month and Cody Cody ended uh, racism? Well, I, aside from that, <laughs> uh, I remember uh, just the go away he he was getting on AEW television. Mm. Nobody wanted this guy around he was he was getting booed this man set himself on fire and people still booed him chris yeah he yeah he he set himself on fire people booed him i mean it it had to be very disheartening for him so um he was able to I, i the more i think about it i don't think he really had any huge beef with uh tk or mm-hmm. um 
anybody, any of the elite guys or whatever. I'm sure there's something there, but I think the main reason why he left was because he was able to read the tea leaves and um, like one of the things he said was it was time to leave the territory. Um, mm-hmm. And and this is what He's I his think daddy's gonna, son. I, yeah, exactly. And this is what I think is going to happen with them. And I've said this from the beginning. He's going to encounter that same kind of heat eventually when the Cody Rhodes party is done <laughs> in WWE. Uh and I think um, when that time comes, he'll he'll probably go back to um, um, AEW or whatever. But um, I think that um, <clears throat> that that him going back to WWE was a brave thing to do, um, mm-hmm. especially considering that he was doing the Stardust stuff before he left WWE, um, and he hated it, you know, and he. Um, he he rose his stock enough to be able to go back to WWE. WWE needed an AEW guy, a prominent AEW guy, to go to WWE, and he he was the instant kind of okay. If you're from AEW, you could possibly come here and <clears throat> not be buried. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that, um, and that he, he had uh, Ricky Starks with them last night backstage. Didn't appear on TV, obviously, but I think um, he. Um, I I just I, I have a, a lot of respect for him to be able to kind of, you know. I mean, I know they were throwing the money at him, but but betting on himself enough to realize that maybe he could be refreshing to this WWE audience because like in AEW, he was that the feuds he was having towards the end with uh, Sammy Guevara mm-hmm. and um, even the, um, the black, uh, black, yeah. Malachi black and stuff. Those, those feuds were not that great. You know, <laughs> you know, he's, he hasn't really done much in WWE, but I, I think, that he's going to have a promising 2023 and I think um, he'll have a promising 2024. And then by Mm. 2025, it's going to be like, okay, Cody, (laughs) it's time to go. But I I like his prospects for the next couple of years. Can I throw on a little uh, like addendum to that? Yeah. It's it's interesting to see. And I think it's good for the industry on a whole and for WWE's image a little bit is you look at that show last night and it was Cody who had gone back from AEW and the uh, two of the other big performers of that show, Sammy and uh, Kevin Owens were both re-signed last year where there was like the whole thing online of like, Oh, why, why would they re-sign? They're being treated like crap. Yeah. Like, for Sammy, probably one of the best decisions he's ever made in his career. Mm-hmm. Right. Like whether it was going to be that way from the get go or not, it, it, who knows? We, none of us work at that company, and none of us know what the plans were while Vince was there. But at the same time, is like both those guys did the decision based on whatever. Part of it was definitely money, but others, other part of it was 
something else. And all three of those guys have proven that like AEW might be the promised land for some, but WWE can be the promised land for others. And that, which mm-hmm. is a real good thing for the industry on a whole. Yeah, I would agree. And I, I like a lot of what Chris said about Cody Devonte Rhodes. I think those are some really good points. And yeah, I, I feel like Cody is still pretty over with this crowd. We saw the reaction last yeah. night. Uh, I think they were really smart not to put Sammy in right. the Royal Rumble. And, and that's the thing, too. It, it was no guarantee that he was going to, that the fans wouldn't. Have... Uh-oh. He, he muted himself. Vince, he got Vince, cut, Vince cut Chris's mic. <laughs> How could he do that from the... <laughs> you were on a roll there. I think you muted yourself. He's still talking. He's still muted. We can't hear you. There you, there go. you go, Chris. There we go. There you go. There you go. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah no, Vince, Vince, saying, Vince shut uh, your was... mic off because you were you were talking trash about the pitch black match. No, that, I, yeah. <laughs> uh, and I was I was saying that there was no guarantee that Cody Rhodes was going to get cheered last night. You know, mm-hmm. I, I mean, if especially if those fans were like. Um, really clamoring for um, Sami Zayn, you know? Yeah. And I think that, that that those fans cared enough about Cody Rhodes to where um, they, they, they've done right by him in WWE. And that's, and that's just, um, it's a, I can say that's a fact so, so far. They've done right by him. Yeah. Uh, so real quick, before we move to the penny stock, I will throw out another honorable mention, Scotty, to your girl, Chelsea Green, who probably made a nice check for 10 seconds of work. So uh, shout out to Chelsea Green out here on these streets. She'll probably, uh, she'll, she'll probably make more money last <laughs> night doing that than her husband will in two weeks at yes. NWA Nuff said when he wrestles Tyrus for the world, ti- for the NBA world title. <laughs> this might be the only time I, I think I'll be cheering for Matt Cardona. Like, they, <laughs> damn, it, yeah. damn it, Billy Corgan, you finally backed me into the corner yep. where I have to recognize Cardona as champ. <laughs> yeah, right. Pretty yeah. yeah, pretty much. Uh, well, let's go to the penny stock. And the penny stock is the flip side of the blue chip stock. And the penny stock is whose status was diminished the most from their performance last night. And it could be something outside of their control in terms of why their stock was diminished. It could be the booking. It could be the match itself. It could be the outcome. Uh, But that's all left up to the discretion of our panelists here. So uh, Brent Chittenden, who was your penny stock of the night? Okay. So I I was, maybe you guys can correct me. I was under the impression that Chelsea Green is signed with the Fed. Is that true or no? As far as I know, she is. As far as I know, she signed a deal. I don't think yeah, this is a one-shot okay. thing. So. so in if, if that being the case, uh, no, with okay, her, okay, with her being signed, boom, that was like the the worst thing for. I'm her picking up what you're putting before. down, Brent, because mm-hmm. I thought like I I thought she had signed, but there was a bunch of people that were like, oh no, it was a like a one-shot deal or whatever, along with Nio being one possibly in one-shot deal which also seems to be up for debate. But it's, I think if you are returning to a company and you are thrown out within like record setting time for, it it doesn't look good for you. Like, I I know it's not their fault per se, but at the same time, it's like now for the next, however long they have to 
deal with that sort of stink on them. And sometimes mm. that can be hard to get off. And I, I think in Chelsea's case, she has shown in the past that she can do some good character work. I'm very curious to see how she can rehab this into something workable mm-hmm. for whatever angle they have planned for her next. So right. it, it, for me, that she's probably the biggest drop because she's a returning character that has sort of made a name for herself in the last little while and uh, with her husband and his crew of guys and they're a little bit of steam. I don't know how much WWE fans are aware of that steam because I'm sort of outside that bubble. But mm. if, if there was steam, it has now been let go and she's got to sort of start from scratch from here on out. Mm. Mm. That's a really good pick Brent that I didn't think about. Um, Scotty. Who is your penny stock of the night? Is he muted too? It says the host muted my mic, which means Nate knows who my penny stock's going to be. Yes, tread tread lightly, Criscola, tread lightly. (laughs) Um, I mean, we could say, I mean, let's be honest, Nate, we could say, that Nia Jax kind of had the same, but in, in, insert the Uncle Phil gift. We, we, we. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, no, I mean she she still looked she still looked big. It took seven pe- you know women to knock her out. So I know yep. I, I won't. Count that. And she's got a new shirt out on a WWE shop. So they already get yep. They already gave her a new shirt. So, um, by the way, incidentally, on a side note, before I get to my penny stock, has anybody looked at the shop lately? I think uh, Cody Devante has more T-shirts right now than Steve <laughs> Austin ever had in 20 years. I feel like he's got yes. like nine shirts right now. It's crazy. Oh, they all, all, those le- all those leftover pro wrestling tees designs that exactly. he had in there. They were already made for. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. like, they bought them all. Go. Yeah, they bought them all already. Which is another reason why Sammy is not going to win the championship because, you know, from a business standpoint, Scott, it doesn't make sense. Like, you've invested no, a lot in Cody. Yeah, exactly. We'll get to Sammy in a few minutes, but uh, my my penny stock. I got to be honest. I didn't see, I didn't see a lot of disappointing performances uh, last mm-hmm. night. Right. Yeah. It's it's not easy to give a penny stock. I, I I'm not going to give. Even though I did not love their match, I will not give a penny stock to Bianca Belair. Uh, she yeah. she doesn't deserve that. Um, she's been a great champion. Uh, mm-hmm. I personally think. Well, we'll get to down the road in a minute, but um. I'm going to give a penny stock to LA Knight because mm. after that match, where does he go? Mm. Like, where does he go? I mean, he wasn't in the wrong to Max Dupree. <laughs> Max Dupree or just go back to NWA to Eli Drake. Um, yeah. Where, where does he go? Like, I, I, I'm a little confused now because, you know, he, he was not in the rumble and he didn't win that match. So where does he go? Do you put him in the mm. chamber to give, to kind of rejuice him a little bit? Do maybe, uh, well, I mean, I don't know. What is Austin Theory? Is he a face? Is he a heel? I don't even know at this point. I, guess uh, I, a heel? I have no idea. Uh, maybe you kind of put him in a, in a program with him. I wouldn't put him in a program with, with, with uh, Gunther for the IC belt. Gunther, I think right now, has bigger fish to fry. Um, I don't know. I mean, 
I got to be honest. I'm I'm not sure who to pass the penny to, uh, Nathaniel. Mm. I'm a little I'm a little perplexed because nobody really came out flat <clears throat> last night. It's mm-hmm. okay. yeah, it might have been the lack of matches because I mean, was there anybody in the Rumbles that? I mean, I've I've got I've got one from the Rumbles that I'll get into oh, here yeah, in a I've, second. I've got a couple, but I mean, Braun Strowman. I mean, did he really look any good? I mean, he's all right. I mean, mm. uh, um, I mean, I got to be honest. I hate to do this to to DKE. Uh, almost was kind of terrible last night. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, he, oh, here's here's Almost's how, problem. How, I said this how the dare you insult Chris's favorite performer? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chris, I mean, based on the Omos jerseys. Almost is going to escape my wrath for this pick. Chris, based, <laughs> on, based on the jerseys behind him, I know Chris has much better tastes than that. So um, <laughs> the uh, you know, Almost, the problem with Almost is he's an mm. odd-shaped guy. So – He's intimidating, but he kind of looks like Tree Rollins with an extra nine inches. Like, he's not intimidating. He could be a good backup center. You know what I mean? But, no, he just – he's not ready for this yet. I don't think he's ready for this yet. And and I think they're just sticking him out there. And no disrespect to MVP, Mr. Vontavious. No disrespect to him. But it's like he's not ready for this yet. So, sticking him out there just because he's big, this this isn't a video game. You know, you can't just, you can't, you can't, you can't boost him, boost him after two matches. Like, that's not how this works. So I got to have to give a penny stock to almost not for the, you know, jokes aside, of course, because they are funny, but because he's just not ready. He doesn't know how to give the faces. He does this like, he does these weird faces. He's just not ready for this yet. Mm. You know, there's not, there's not many big men. Let's go back through history, guys. There's not many big men that, that got it out of the gate. Big Show was right. one of them. Came right out yeah. in '95. I'm the Andre's son, which was kind of stupid, but I guess it fit at the time. Yeah. And and immediately went in went in on Hogan, and it worked. Yeah. Everybody else needs a little seasoning, and almost mm-hmm. is 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 far from seasoned. There ain't enough cayenne or or uh, or lemon <laughs> pepper or lemon pepper on that on that piece of meat. He is not seasoned yet. So just throwing him out there to be intimidating because he's big is dumb. And you know me, I can't you know. Nate knows I can't, as the nanny, I can't, I can't uh, disrespect my boss, the Levesque family, while I watch their three daughters. But, uh, <laughs> but, but, but get, but give, let Omos breathe a little bit. Mm-hmm. Let him go on SmackDown, get a run, beat up some bums, and elevate him. And maybe after Mania, right. he could be a guy that goes after something. But to have, stick him in the Rumble just because he's the big dude, he looks like a dope. And the so best thing for almost, I think, Scotty would be if they reform the hurt business and he's the enforcer. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he's got a. I don't know who the baby. I mean, I'm. Are we guessing that Lashley is the is the heel that is going to be the heel in this Brock feud? I'm not not to, not to me. Yeah, <laughs> to me, he hasn't said anything that's heelish. To me, he's been the good guy. But so I, I mean, does maybe? Oh, how about this? Maybe almost gets a taste of the. Uh, of the uh uh of the of the man beast of the the next mm. big thing of the uh you know it comes to pay Cole uh maybe he gets that right now because that might not hurt him uh to get a little mm. bit to get you know to maybe to get an I mean that'd be an amazing F five those giant legs flailing in the middle of the yeah. ring that'd be that'd be outrageous <laughs> the suplexes oh my god imagine me suplexed over the rim no room he'd have to do it from any I mean, it's crazy it'd have to be diagonal from the corner. 
Because if he doesn't meet the, the day, he almost died. Yeah, his le- his legs are like snap under the ring, I, under the rope. I don't yeah. know. My point is, I'm going to give it to Omos only because he's mm-hmm. just not ready yet, and you're putting him on a stage yeah. where he's where he's supposed to come up with these faces, and he doesn't right. have that it yet. And I think he will. I do think he will. I don't know how long it's going to take, yeah. but he just didn't have that it. And he kind of and it would like be one thing, of- Scotty, if this were like Rumble's past, where you had about ten guys in every Rumble that were just kind of filler. Right. And almost could like toss those guys. We didn't really Cardox have that. This Carlos Colones. Yeah. 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 Pretty much. We didn't really have that last night. No, we didn't. Not right. at all. No, we didn't. So he just looked, he just wasn't, he looked, even though he was like one of the biggest dudes in the match, he clearly was the one that was not, he was not ready. He was not mm. in there yet. So I'm going to have to give it to him. I'll, I'll give him the penny stock. So Chris, uh, after Scotty has, yeah. Slandered and, and libeled and defamed <laughs> your favorite your 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 best performer of 2022. <laughs> the, the, the giant Omar. So what, what say you? Who is your penny stock of the night? Well uh Scotty kept on uh saying where does he go in that uh glow stick match with all the glow and stuff, it got me thinking of nineties trance music and that where do we go? <laughs> where do we go? Oh, was that Hadaway? Oh, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it was Hadaway actually. There was two different groups Survivor Series brought ball. to you by Hadaway, who would have been a much better performer than Hardy. Than Hardy. Yeah, man. So, so um, to, to me, there's two. I, I really, really tried to narrow this down because I didn't want to do that tie bullshit. But there's mm-hmm. two. Um, and one of them, I don't think it's really his fault is just the course of where WWE is going and the other one is it's just time to give up the ghost and that and these two these two were the main event of the first Smackdown on Fox and that is oh, wow. and Brock Lesnar wow um, Kofi Kingston it's it's don't do, don't do it to him Chris because this be, is the thing be smirching that last year in his botch save spot, and this year in his botch save spot, I really do think they could have just ignored it and let it go, and mm-hmm. every nobody would have noticed. No, no one would have noticed, or would they have cared? But they did what they did, and if if, if you're if three times in a row doing that, you you gotta stop it now, man. It's it's just. Mm. It's it's just not popping with that anymore. Mm. Um, I, 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 I now this doesn't mean that Kofi can't be rejuvenated and used in another way. But um, I thought those save spots were getting dumb anyway because he was never in the final four or anything like that. But now yeah. it's, now it's just getting re- re- goddamn ridiculous. So so just stop <laughs> it. Um, as far as Brock Lesnar is concerned, I really do. think think that him getting I don't think that Brock Lesnar being a penny stock is is a is a bad thing but I do think that Lashley fills in his void um Mm -hmm. and I think that WWE has needed a guy to fill in that Brock Lesnar void and that doesn't mean he doesn't get reactions all the time but every time he's on TV um, it seems like he he has to be in a position where he's not just killing uh, like 
current talent, but just destroying them, you know? Mm-hmm. So um, I, I think that the Lesnar thing, the, the reliance on Lesnar has been a hindrance. It's been an Achilles heel to WWE. Right. And yeah. I think that them stepping away from that and just having Lashley, having getting eliminated from the Royal Rumble in a normal way and then Lashley just getting eliminated later. I think this humanizes Brock Lesnar. And, and Brock, of course, he does his uh, <clears throat> his best um, Hulk Hogan crybaby <laughs> impression after uh, getting eliminated. But at least in the case of Hogan, he beat up the guy that eliminated him, you know, <laughs> or he, he, he tried to pull out the guy that actually eliminated him. Um, but yeah, Lesnar, I think Lesnar and Kofi, man. I, wow. I can't choose between those two. So I got to pick them both. Wow. I, I cannot to... believe that, wow. that. I can't believe that you did that to Kofi Kingston, Chris. I'm, yeah. I'm shocked. I we doing it too. Cause I'm, I was all on board with Kofi Mania, but I mean, how many times mm. are you going to do that stuff? I'm, I'm, I'm hurt, Chris. <laughs> like, and we, we will talk about this in the NWA podcast group chat yeah. a little bit later tonight. I don't want to air family business on, on, uh, on the streets here, but, uh, I'm, I'm still trying to get myself together, Brent, after Chris gave a penny stock to Kofi <clears throat> Kingston. Uh, but I've got a couple folks in mind for a penny stock. Um, and the first, people i'm gonna give a penny stock to are the new day kofi kingston <laughs> you know, you know, and xavier you know, wood and here's the thing it's not specifically because of anything these guys did or didn't do because even when kofi came in last night you heard that reaction that he got yeah, yeah. like people were excited to see kofi you know i i agree with chris that he should have at least made a final four one of these years uh, just, you know, even if you, he wasn't going to win it just as a show of appreciation for a lot of those moments that he had over the years in the rumble. Uh, but, but the magic might be gone. I think Kofi even alluded to it last night on a tweet. Like it might be time for him to, you know, give it up. Uh, but I, I think the new day and this goes bigger. This is bigger than Royal rumble, Scotty. Mm-hmm. I think for the last year, you know, uh, you know, you could even go back to biggie's injury. Like after biggie was gone, it doesn't feel like they've really known what to do with Kofi and Wood. And that shouldn't be the case. Like they don't have to be in the tag team title picture all the time, but these are two of the most entertaining dudes on your roster. And you can't think of anything for these guys to be doing. So I feel like the new day has been diminished all year. And then last night, just kind of leaving a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths. I think the new day were diminished uh, from last night. Um, I think another person that gets a penny stock for me is somebody we've already talked about, and it's uh, Bray Wyatt. Not again, not speaking to Bray as a performer, but just the story around Bray Wyatt. I, I give that a penny stock. Uh, but maybe the biggest penny stock of the night for me, the person whose stature was diminished the most, Scotty, by their performance at the Royal Rumble last night, was Corey Graves once Pat McAfee came back on the scene. <laughs> and we saw. Because here's the thing, and Scotty and I have had this conversation. Like, when Pat McAfee first started, I wasn't super high on McAfee. But God. to his credit, he has not been one of these guys from an outside sport or an outside entertainment field that is using this as a vehicle. He mm-hmm. actually loves this stuff. Yeah, he does. And right. it comes through on the commentary. And 
just hearing him and Cole as opposed to hearing Cole and Graves, it's like, yeah, like Corey, yeah. you, you you cool and all, but you ain't Pat McAfee. You ain't you ain't the guy. Like Pat McAfee right. brings something else on commentary. So to me, like Corey <sighs> Graves, like just from showing up and doing his job, Scott. Corey Graves was diminished because of the other guy decided to show up for work last night. <laughs> yeah. I, I yep. think it's it's great because um like he was like I you I never watch a full college game day ever. But mm-hmm. when Pat McAfee is on it, uh it does bring something to it, you know. And I I one hundred percent agree with you him being back, uh Nate. Yeah, so those are our penny stocks of the night and our final category. On a side note, Nate, I guess yes. I read somewhere. I read somewhere today that I think it was on was it on Insider that Corey Graves and Michael Cole did not know that Pat McAfee was that was coming last night. The, oh wow! Their reactions when Pat McAfee yeah. came out were legit. Okay, uh, that was not a work. Uh, so they wanted them him to be surprised because they like Pat. So yeah. Uh, <laughs> So that that's even cooler that that's Triple H cool. kind of kept that quiet, yeah. Yeah, so I just wanted, and, and, I just and Pat, Pat McAfee like makes Michael Cole cooler just by being there, even though like they yeah. had that awkward moment where Cole was trying to dap up McAfee and it just completely missed. But I feel like Cole is energized by Pat McAfee mm-hmm. and it brings out the best in Michael Cole. So I I, I really like their pairing. Yep, I agree. I agree. Uh, but. That brings us to our final category, Scotty. We've, we've done the blue chip stock. We've done the penny stock. Now we've got all this money. we got to pay it forward. And pay it forward is where we talk about where we think some of these stories are going. What are the stories we're most interested in? I think there's probably one story in particular that all of us are the most interested in. But uh, let's hear some other options as well. So, uh, Chris, uh, pay it forward. What are you most looking forward to as we are now on the road to WrestleMania in your backyard, sir? Uh, yeah, I, I'm actually, um, I, 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 this is a hard one for me to narrow down also because I haven't loved WWE's Triple H era the way everybody else has, but I do see promise in it. Um, mm-hmm. and, 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 and it's a good thing that it's hard for me to narrow it down to one thing. Um, <clears throat> I will say that I think that, um, it's, um, I, I, I'm looking, I think what's going to happen with Sami Zayn is they're, they're going to do, uh, the next pay-per-view is in Montreal, right? Yes. Yep. So, so yes. he'll Elimination chamber. The chamber's in Montreal. Yep. Yeah. And I think Jay Uso is, is, is going to pretend to be on Zayn's side and then turn on him and then join up with, um, Jay or, or join, join up with, um, Jimmy, and then they are going to have a match, set up their match at WrestleMania where they'll win the tag titles. Um, and I, I'm, I'm not 100% convinced that Cody Rhodes is beating Roman Reigns. Mm, unless mm, they do don't, don't start game. Chris. Don't, don't uh, start this. Unless <laughs> they do a thing where, um, where they separate the the both of the world titles. I, I mm, they not, do need to do that. It won't happen. I just I, I'm I, like I'm not willing to to bet my money on it. If you guys are, I can probably be talked into it. I I'm, I just can't bet on that at the moment. <laughs> uh, to Chris's point, I do think they need to uh, they need to split up those titles going forward. Uh, it would not surprise me 
like if they if if there's some sort of stipulation because Cody in his promos has always talked about the WWE title like that's the one he wants to win for his daddy for his family um like and we've also got Roman with this streak so maybe maybe there's some way they 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 work it storyline wise Brent where they split up the titles before Mania but I I think Cody's got to win um mm-hmm. at Mania and I just don't know if it's going to be for both or for one uh but paying it forward Brent Chittenden uh what story and you can talk about the bloodline story or anything else what stories are you most interested in as we head to WrestleMania um so I I in a perfect world in my head uh the idea because uh, Mania is two nights again this year yes yeah yes yeah so it, I think it would, in some ways, benefits everybody that one night Cody wins, the other night Sammy wins. Mm. Yeah, and because okay. I think the end result of this storyline with Sammy, and that's been the one little problem with it from the get-go, is the end result of the storyline with Sammy naturally is Sammy beats Roman for the belt. Like a, that, that should be an end game at some point. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's mania or if maybe you you push it a little farther than that. But honestly, if you do it that way, like Cody beats him and then Sammy beats him the next night, you have the opportunity to let Roman disappear for a while. Mm-hmm. Right. He's been, and, and... he's been beaten to crap, and like, and then it's like. Well, Sammy beat me, but like, come on! You saw what I went through the night before, right? It's not really fair, is it, Sammy? And then he gets another go at it against Sammy, and maybe takes that belt back later mm-hmm. on. Uh, beyond that, I it, like just from a curiosity point of view, what they do with Bray Wyatt and, <laughs> and L.A. Knight is just like where, like <clears throat> what, what Chris and Scott said is like, where do you go from here? And mm-hmm. I think that, like, I think it's a telling note. If you go back to all the shows that we've done, where mm-hmm. we have done a Bray Wyatt match, <laughs> I think, I think, without fail, one of us says that every single time. It's mm-hmm. like, well, well, now what? <laughs> and and I think that's the problem is they there is no foresight. It's almost like. Let's just get to the gimmick, and then they get to the gimmick. It it doesn't really do anything, and then they're all left with well, well, now what? So I, I'm just really curious to see like how they recover from that, and I'm really want to see them do something with Piper Nevin going forward. Mm. I, I really do, and because I think she really deserves it, not. Don't put her in main event right away, but you know, start working her up there for maybe next year. Like, like you, you now at this point you've established her. Keep establishing her. Keep working on it. That okay. Is, here's that, and then uh, finally, uh, Gunther. Like, mm. uh, let, let's figure out a way to get the IC belt off of him and put him in the main event picture at some point. Right. Yeah. Start start planning that shit out now. Okay, uh, those are solid choices, Brent. I, I like where you're thinking, uh, Scotty. Pay it forward, Scott Criscola. What uh, What are you expecting as we head down the road to WrestleMania, and why is it Nia Jax defeating Charlotte Flair for that title? <laughs> uh, even better. What's going to happen is is uh, 
the bloodline is going to throw salt in Cody Rhodes' eyes in that first match. <laughs> and, then, and then he's going to get pinned. And then Triple H is going to run out. And Cody's going to say, go, go, go. Yeah. And then <laughs> Triple H is going to beat uh, Roman in 13. No, no, no. But no. Um, <clears throat> I. All right. We'll start first. First point. I think let this is the easy one. Cody Rhodes is walking out of L.A. with something. Yeah. Uh, there's no mm-hmm. doubt about that. I, I disagree with Brent slightly, not in terms of the matches, but in the terms of the timeline. I think Cody wins both belts. I don't think, sorry, I don't think we're going to see uh, the one Samoan everybody wanted to see last night that didn't come out. Uh, <laughs> uh, I have a feeling we're not seeing him. I think I think right. uh, Dr. Dwayne is right. I don't think we're, he's going to be in game shape. I think that's true. Yeah, you 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 need to start on that early. Too. Yeah, he should have come out last night if that was yeah. the case, which I thought was going to happen. I thought as they were stretching this thing out, mm-hmm. I thought I thought right before even any of the the uh, any of the Sammy stuff. I think we were, I thought we were going to start seeing the the lightning on the yeah. I thought we were going to start seeing that. When we didn't, I said, well, then we're not seeing him at all. Then. Well, I think uh, Rock was going to come out, Scott, but then they had the pitch black match, and it reminded him of Black Adam's box office, and he was like, I'm, I'm not doing it. Hey, let me tell you something right here, baby. Not only <laughs> did I love the movie so much, I paid for the steel book, all right? Yeah, yeah. So I don't want to hear it. Yeah, uh, yeah, like that's the biggest debate online right now is about the Black <laughs> Adams with the comic folks. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, actually like Black Adam. Like, like it, it's I. not the... Best superhero movie ever, but I, I enjoyed Black Adam. The part yeah, I thought boy, it did Hawkman dirty, though. They turned Hawkman into fucking Batman. <laughs> Batman. He doesn't have a jet. He has fucking wings. What's he yes. need a jet Why does he need a jet? Yeah, that's, exactly. Maybe he needs to rest his wings, Brent, for long trips. Uh, I know. Like, I, I, I like the sidebar. I liked it, like, fine. And I, I love Aldous Hodges, Hawkman. I just, yeah. like... He's not rich. He doesn't have a jet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why are we doing this? Oh, yeah, because we don't have a Batman right now. So mm, uh, right, here exactly. you go. Well, they, I mean, they, 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 there's no black Batman in the DC <laughs> world anyway. Like, there's no. Uh, there is guy. currently in the comic books, good <laughs> sir. Uh, there is? Duke Thomas. Uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, okay. The book is I Am Batman. It's still coming out monthly, I think. No, okay, yeah, I did see that. Is, is, uh, well, that's a debate for another show. Yeah. Right? Are, are, you, are, you, are you besmirching <laughs> Aldous Hodge, Chris? Oh, no, I love Aldous Hodge, man. I'm, I'm friends with um, Edwin Hodge, his brother. Um, oh, okay, I, okay. I used to um, audition with him uh, back in the early 2000s, you know. He was always okay. beating everybody out for roles, and then Aldous... <laughs> Um, just blew up. Yeah, Aldis blew up. Friday Night Lights, <laughs> uh, Leverage. Oh, yeah, I thought you meant Nick. I thought you meant Nick Aldis blew up. Sorry, I thought you meant Aldis blew up. Um, I uh, the only thing the only, the only thing that annoyed me about Black Adam was in the post. Uh, I mean, it's been out long enough, right? Statue of Limitations. Yes, spoiler alert. Okay, is uh for the first and the post credit when we finally saw it when he first off the problem is. It should have been Shazam that walked through and said, mm-hmm. yeah, right. talk. having having Clark, it was weird. Having said that, for the first time, 
And this is where we're not going to get into a James Gunn podcast. We'll be here to three o'clock in the morning. Uh, the, the problem is you finally, Henry Cavill looks like he's comfortable. He finally, yeah, yeah exactly. he finally felt like Christopher Reeve in that suit. It was like, a great scene. Uh, and yeah. and now he's gone because James yeah. Gunn's an idiot. Well, so uh, whatever. This, is, this backstage saga is going to be interesting. We never, yeah. Have you done the Black Adam review yet? No. So spoiler alert for post-wrestling, the Black Adam edition of the Rocky Maivia yeah. Picture Show will be out in February. So it uh the, the hierarchy of podcasts at post-wrestling is about to change. Brent Chittenden, because uh, I I have assembled an all-star cast uh, that, that will be speaking about Black Adam, and of course, Chris, if you got time, you're welcome to hop on oh, that yeah, one. Gotta be on this one, and then also because the thing is, there's gonna be Black Adam news that drops between now and February, you know. So it's like something you gotta stay on top of. You know? <laughs> it's crazy. Anyway, all right. So Black Adam wins the Royal Rumble. Oh wait, sorry. Now, now I'm just pushing <laughs> up everything. Black now we're in a pop, pop culture soup now. Henry um, Cavill came out to challenge Cody. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, all right. So, I think well, here's what's going to happen. Cody, Cody is going to win both belts. Okay. Gonna, Roman's stuff. only. My opinion. I, I first I thought there was going to be two when uh, when uh, cousin Dwayne was scheduled. I think you were going to have Cody win one night and Roman beat Rock the other night. Now I think Roman's only wrestling once and he's beating he's beating Roman. The next night, we're going to get a little storyline fun. Triple H is going to come out, and let's remember what not only did 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 Cody Devontae Rhodes say he wanted the WWE title, but what else did he say? He said he wanted to carry around the Winged Eagle. Mm. Oh, cool! He did say that he wanted mm-hmm. in honor of, in honor of the old man yep. with the polka dots. Yeah, my son. Uh, he wanted to. <laughs> he wanted to because that was the belt that when his dad was. Because he can't walk around with the Bob Backlund belt. That thing will be ridiculous. But but, but, he, but the superstar Billy Graham belt, I guess. But he wanted to wear the winged eagle. So I think the next night yeah. on Raw, he's going go to he's gonna go to Cody and say, okay, one condition, though. You know, Roman Reigns held these belts hostage. There was nothing we could do about it. Bah, 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 bah. But, Cody, I got to make a deal with you. You can have the winged eagle. As WWE champion, mm. I got to take the universal belt. We're putting it up in a tournament. I like it. And he, cool. take, he gives the universal belt up, and we have a tournament to decide who becomes the universal champion. Yeah. I feel like Cody, I feel like Roman would probably win it back. And I think Sammy beats Roman at SummerSlam. Ooh. Right. I think, I think we'll, I think we'll have. I think we have a long game for Sandy. Yeah, it was I, a long I, game. Um, so um, I have a couple quick questions. Do you, do you all think that if Roman Reigns win loses at WrestleMania, um, I think he might be taking a lengthy hiatus if mm-hmm. that be does happen? Yeah, yeah. Like he's possible. he's been putting in work since he came back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. no, and it's then, possible. Yeah. And then also, I I would love for them to bring back the um, Eagle Belt. Um, the only thing is, I just don't see a reality where WWE doesn't want that branding front and centered. Uh, 
I'd love to see it though. So we'll I mean, I, I think we'll get a version of it, right? We yeah. won't get the exact copy, but I mean, we'll get whatever the 2023 facsimile of the winged eagle would be. Every other belt, both women's belts have the logo. We all know what the logo is. I, I, <laughs> yeah, I yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris, you're absolutely right. With it, man. Shit, but it's yeah. like we know the logo. Get over it. We know yeah. what it looks like. So, but I agree with you. I'm. I, you're right. I'm not saying you're Vince wrong. Vince is I'm looking at you that. and he's like, "Get the f out, Chris Cola." The yeah. yeah. You know what? I wanted the Jaguars to win the Super Bowl this year because I, I hate the Jaguars. <laughs> well, well. Speaking <laughs> of the Jaguars, we we do have a breaking news here. The Super Bowl is set, ladies and gentlemen. It will be in in the most uh, well booked playoff series in a long time. Roger Goodell is the is in the in the lead for Booker of the Year. As Mike. Mike Mills, friend of the program from Booking the Territories, always says nobody books a sport better than Roger Goodell. We're going to have the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes taking on the Philadelphia Eagles and Jalen Hurts in the Super Bowl. Kansas City defeats uh, Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals by three points headed to the Super Bowl. So uh, we've got that to look forward to in a couple weeks. Uh, yep. But uh, – in terms of looking forward to WrestleMania, guys, I like a lot of what, what's been said here. I think, Scott, the way you kind of broke that down, I like that a lot because not only does it free up the championships, not only does it give Cody his moment, but it doesn't put us in a situation where, and this is no shade to Brent, but I feel like if, if they went Brent's route, you run the risk of, undermining either Sammy's win or Cody's win. Exactly. Because they're happening so close together. That's what I think ruined, on a side note, that's what I think ruined it for Cena and Batista at WrestleMania 21. Uh, Mm. I would have, if they wanted Batista, if they wanted Batista to have, to be the one to have the moment, I still think you should have had the JBL match, Cena match end in some kind of schmoz. And then two Mm. months later, when Cena and JBL had that killer I quit match, at Judgment Day, that's when right, Cena right, 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 right. He knows he's going to get plenty of mania moments in his life. So, <sighs> as much Brent, as much as we love Sammy, you're going to no, whoever no, your, your timeline works out better. Like, yeah, I, whoever I, wins Saturday, that way, I agree. Yeah, yeah, whoever wins Sunday is going to get boned on who won Saturday. Bones whoever. So that's what happens. But one more, th- I got one more path, uh, Nate. Before you go on, I got one, I got a couple more paying forwards. I think that uh, I do think that. Um, uh, Sammy, before Sammy gets his Roman moment, uh, I think that Sammy and Cody are going to, uh, Sammy and Cody are going to win the tag titles of WrestleMania, but Mm -hmm. I think it will be Jimmy and Solo Sokoa as tag team champions, because I think Jay's going to get kicked out. Mm. That's That's what I think. Um, uh, was Jay the one that was kind of that wrote, when Roman first started the bloodline? Was it Jay with, that was kind of getting like yeah. pushed around? As the, all right, I think yeah, that's go main event that. Jay. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's going to go back to that. I think. Um, but here's my other thing. I think that I don't know who Charlotte is going to face for her belt at WrestleMania because I don't know what SmackDown's women's situation is going to be as over the next couple months. But I do think probably Ronda, maybe. Oh, God again. Yeah. not again not again but i do think sorry nate i hate to burst your bubble i do think rhea ripley is going to beat your girl bianca at wrestlemania Mm. and i think and i think i think here we go you might think i'm nuts 
your I think theory will become a little baby faceish, and I think theory will eventually use lose the U.S. title to Damian Priest. And I think if Roman takes time off, the winner of that Universal Title tournament will be Finn Balor. I thought you were going to say Dominic Mysterio. I, oh, oh God, no! Oh my God! <laughs> Stop trying to make Don. Here's another thing. Let's not make Dominic Mysterio cool because he's not. Um, <laughs> he's a doofus. Let's just admit that. Bad yeah. hair, no muscle tone, no talent, nothing. But anyway, <laughs> um, I, <laughs> but that's what I think. I think judge the judge. I think Judgment Day is going to finally start to galvanize and be the next big faction uh, in the company after Bloodline kind of does this. After Roman leaves, the Uso mm-hmm. like I think the whole KO. The combination of KO, Sammy, and um, and Cody and Devontae is going to just kind of disperse the bloodline. And I think Judgment Day will get their moment, and I think you will see Rhea as Raw Women's Champion. I think Damian Priest will win back the U.S. eventually, <clears throat> and I think uh, and I think Finn Balor will win uh, money. Um, will win the world title, the Universal title. Speaking, I almost slipped. My one last one, Nate. My one last one. Uh, Brent, you were talking about Gunther. Gunther! Um, do we all know where Money in the Bank is in July? It's in London. Mm. little yeah. international flair at the uh, okay. at Money in the Bank in July. Oh, okay. I'll just leave that there. <laughs> For our foreign intercontinental champion. <laughs> mm. Okay, Scott. Okay, I I see where you're going. I see where you're going. I like that. Mm -hmm. Um, I think, as everybody said, you know, except for Chris, uh, who's out here hating on Devontae after all Devontae's done for the community. Devontae Uh, and Kofi. (laughs) (laughs) I think, yeah, we're going to have to have a talk after the show, Chris. Uh, We got to get back on the same page. Uh, I think that Cody is going to have his moment at WrestleMania. Like, I think Cody is going to walk out the uh, champion. I, like, again, I said, I don't know if it's going to be both belts, but I do like the scenario Scotty laid out um, where he wins both and then has to relinquish one, but he gets to, he gets his dream of, of getting that winged eagle WWE belt. I like that a lot. Uh, I think the other big story that we're going to get coming out of WrestleMania is, again, going back to Avengers, which I had on on the other screen for most of the night, Brent, is – you know, that end game for the bloodline where, you know, we we start to see Roman lose the belt and then the Usos lose the tag belts and there's a fracturing within the bloodline. And you got Paul Heyman, Mr. Tribal Chief, I don't feel so good. And everybody starts to kind of fade away a little bit. And, you know, that gives Roman time to go away because, you know, I think people forget, like this thing has been going on for nearly three years, this story of Roman Reigns coming back. You know, he was the baby face nobody wanted. Then he became one of the best heels in the company, one of the best storylines that they told in a long time with this bloodline saga. Uh, and now, you know, we saw the reaction last night after the attack on KO and Sammy. People legit hate Roman Reigns. Right. Uh, so I think Roman's going to go away for a long time, uh, you know, relatively speaking. And when he comes back, I feel like Roman will finally have earned Scott the baby face run that they wanted for Roman all along right? Um, because he had to go through the process. And again, going to Bray Wyatt, trying to be the undertaker, you can't force these guys into these roles. You can't make Roman Reigns, John Cena, or the rock 
just by force feeding him down the audience's throat. You've got to tell a story. And I think they've told a great story with the bloodline. So I think when Roman comes back, he'll be one of the biggest baby faces in the company. Um, another person I'm really looking forward to seeing where they go again, my blue chip stock of the night, Walter. I think Walter is somebody that you can do a lot with. I, yeah. Unfortunately, I don't know what this means for Imperium because I think yeah. in the long run, like, like, like Chris, it's, it's the temptations all over again. Like right. the Imperium are Otis and Walter is David Ruffin. You love this and, example. You are so right. Ain't yeah. nobody coming to see you, Otis. Like, right. like I, I, I think what's going to happen with Imperium, I, 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 or I think, at least I hope, mm-hmm. I think Heyman is just going to go with them and and be all about Gunther and interesting um, and so it, so he jumped ship from the bloodline to Imperium because he's not gonna he's gonna be without a country and he's okay gonna need another okay Chris on. so why why Ooh. not uh Gunther and, and Gunther isn't the best on the mic you know he, right he needs somebody that can um be his advocate um and I think that uh Heyman would be the perfect person to do that. Okay. I like that a lot, Chris. Uh, Another prediction that I have uh, as we head to WrestleMania, I think we're going to see, and I alluded to it earlier, the reformation of the Hurt Business. Uh, Mm -hmm. I think it just makes sense. Like we've seen breadcrumbs, but it makes sense for a lot of the folks involved. Like it makes sense for Omos, as we mentioned, like Omos needs something to kind of ground him and also, protect him right like you don't want to expose omos in these matches you know you want him to just be able to come in be the heavy get him some seasoning you know put some lowry salt on him as as scotty was alluding to earlier uh it also helps uh cedric and and shelton as well as bobby lashley who i think is ready to kind of take that next step and you know if not be up on that echelon with roman and cody and guys like that just be right underneath it um And then finally, in terms of the women, I do think, uh, much to Scotty's chagrin, we're going to get Ronda and Charlotte at Mania. I think that's, in their mind, that's like the biggest match. Or maybe we get a three-way because I I think, uh, you know, maybe they run that three-way with Becky Lynch back because Becky's kind of shut out of the Raw women's picture scene because I do feel like it's going to be Rhea and Bianca at Mania. There is a story there with Rhea and Charlotte also, you know, true. They, no, there is, there is. They, they, they could do that. I, I wouldn't put it past them. They right. could do that, but I feel like Bianca's a more sympathetic baby face than Charlotte Flair. Yes, right, yeah, right. And remember, and and Rhea's not a sympathetic. Well, even though Charlotte's a baby face, Rhea's not. Yeah. She's a heel now. But no, I could. Yeah. But I, I, mean, I think there are certain ways that you build people that turns them into a a baby face, and mm-hmm. the, what they did with Rhea, that wasn't a heel thing they did with her. She won in a fair fashion from the number one position. Right. And so, you know, they could do the – is Charlotte – I don't even know. What the hell is Charlotte right now? Is she, is she a face? She's a baby face, but kind, like by baby face and name only. Yeah. Like I, I think, only because she beat think, Ronda. Yeah. yeah. I, right. I think Charlotte Flair is always best as a heel. Yeah, yep. yeah. I, I can I I can see in anything, and I can see real. I don't I don't. I, I I what I will say is I like that none of us are emphatically like mm-hmm. know what's gonna happen. You know. And yeah, that, well, because the women, it's it's so kind of nebulous right now, Chris. Because we've also yeah. got Oscar. 
had a big comeback yeah. last night. We've yeah. also got, you know, damage control. We've got yeah. Becky Lynch, like I mentioned. So there's there's a couple of ways they could go with it. Right. And they did some good rehab to Oscar too. So Yes. Yes, they did. Uh who looked awesome last night. Like Oscar always yeah. looks awesome, but I dug how she came out uh last night. Um so yeah, I, I think this is actually setting up to be a good WrestleMania season. Like I, I'm mm-hmm. actually looking forward to Elimination Chamber, which is not the same reaction that I had coming off of last year's Royal Rumble. Um, and again, like I don't think enough can be said about how great they've told this bloodline story. And, you know, we give a lot of credit to Scotty's boy, Triple H, uh, you know, rightfully so, uh, mm-hmm. taking over for Vince. But also, like, the story began under the old man. So mm-hmm. it's like, Whoever is has been writing this story, and I'm sure Heyman has had a lot uh, of a hand in this, but, you know, to go from Roman coming back, and, and then we've got the stuff with the Usos, we've got the stuff with Brock and whose side is Heyman on, we get the Sami Zayn involvement, we get KO, we bring in Sola Sokoa, like, this is a level of storytelling, Scott and Brent and Chris, that I haven't seen from this company in a long, long time, and it's paid right. off. Yep, definitely has. Uh, yeah, I yeah, know. like this. It kind of reminds me of like WrestleMania eight vibes where mm. there was like all these different guys that you could have put in the main event, like Piper, Macho Man, Undertaker, Sid. I, I feel, I feel like it's not the same shit anymore. I, I feel mm. like there, there's a changing of the guard, a much needed changing of the guard. Right. Yeah. So to that, I was going to say, did anybody else get that momentary thing when Brock came out for the Rumble? Like, oh shit, Vince works there. <laughs> uh, yeah. I guess we're going to see uh, how much control he's using. Right. And then when he got tossed out, like, okay, good. We're, we're safe for a while. It was <laughs> almost like... I'm curious as to how do you make Bobby Lashley... Um, because uh, I think they've tried to drop hill crumbs for Bobby Lashley, but they don't last. You know, it's like yeah. it's it's just he's gonna get cheered when he does something cool. <clears throat> it was almost like a Vince rib, like uh, mm-hmm. oh, like Triple H almost ribbed his old his old his father in law. Like, oh look, I, I'm using Brock. You love Brock, and oh screw him, he's gone. Just like you. <laughs> He's out of the ring like you're going to be in jail. So I don't know, but whatever. <laughs> Whatever's going to happen. But that, I mean, I, I don't know. But it just, it did, it did say almost, it's funny you said that, Brent, because to me, it almost felt like a rib. Like, oh, mm. like Triple H is looking at Vince, like, oh, there's Brock Lesnar, Brock Roman, chapter 297. Nah, we're going to yeah. throw that out. Nah, never mind. Right. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Had that, had that happened, I would have just sent Nate a message for this whole podcast of <laughs> a statement to read on air. Yeah. Brent says, fuck this shit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> Uh, the funny. only thing that would have made it better was if it would have been Kofi eliminating Brock as payback yeah. for that, oh, that match yeah. on, on the first SmackDown on Fox. Right. But, oh, but we, we can't have nice things for too long. Yeah, no, no. Can't have nice toys. Nope. I mean, Lashley is, you know, if it's, if you're talking for the culture, Lashley is... Like, <laughs> well, we'll see. That's, that's the influence of Cody Rhodes. We saw... Yeah. When Cody Rhodes came back, he was like, no, we're not going to do this, Brock. We have to give other people time to shine, sir. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Yep. 
Yeah. And, and and at least we didn't have Brock eating muffins in the post uh, post show conference. That so. is true. Getting grumpy. Yep. <laughs> uh, yep. But yeah, that was a uh, Royal Rumble 2023. I think just talking about it, guys, all of us would would say that this was a pretty good show. Like there were some bumps here and there, but for the most yeah. part, it was really solid. Yeah, if you if if you can appreciate this show after last year's show. Mm. Where Shay McMahon came in the Rumble and beat everybody oh, up. Oh shit! I forgot yeah. that. Yeah, that happened, Brent yeah. Chittenden. I was well. I, we were I, all I, saying I, it was a crap Rumble, and I was trying to remember. Okay, yeah, it was crap, but why? What? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I think we all tried to put that Royal Rumble in the recesses of our minds because it, <laughs> it was just so fucking horrible. Um, and this Royal Rumble was was not horrible, and to me. Not horrible because the Royal Rumble, historically speaking, has always that's a hard match to mess up. Yeah, and you're right. Found ways to do you're that right, in the last few years, you know. Yeah. And um, this one, they just they just went paint by numbers, and it was just um, a decent Royal Rumble, man. I I can't com- can't complain about it, man. No no Shane McMahon. Um, <laughs> You know, you, you got to take the W's where you could get them. Yep. <laughs> All right. So uh, that is going to bring our show to an end. Uh, appreciate everybody who tuned in tonight or anyone who is listening to this in podcast form <coughs> in the future, either on the Kings of Sport Patreon or on the Place to Be Nation wrestling feed. Um, before we get out of here, let's go around the horn one last time and let everybody know where they can find uh all of our work uh, and let's start with again as i mentioned off the top the ibf's pound for pound number two ranked chittenden in the world brent chittenden where can people find you and and, and all the good nerdy work that you do brother uh you can find me mainly at true north nerds uh it is a podcast found on all of your favorite podcasting things or you can go to truenorthnerds.com that will lead you to the way uh we have had nate on the show in the past at yes. some point i've got to have both you and chris on i i just haven't quite figured out the right the right match to get you guys in for the for it but at, at some point we're definitely going to have you both on uh, beyond that, uh, honestly, uh, you can check me out at my day job if you want nerdy stuff. If you happen to be in Barrie, Ontario, 45 mm. Essa Road, it is Big B Comics. Uh, I sling comic books there uh, Monday or Sunday to Thursday. So if uh, you happen to be in uh, the Barrie area, come on in. I will sell you comics. We, we have lots of stuff. So there we go. Th- those are my big plugs for the for this episode very cool if you want to again if you're in the uh ontario area and you need the complete set of black adam after you watch the movie go see brent he he's your hookup holler if you hear him uh chris ely the professor what you got going on where can people find you on social media and uh any any uh any other places uh that they can be enlightened by the professor Right. Um, so you can read me at um at um WrestleNomics. I have had the worst kind of writer's block in like the last couple months. Um mm. and it's and um and then um I, I proposed to my uh girlfriend in uh December 
and uh, they're just that didn't alleviate any stress. Love my <laughs> love my fiance, but that just added on stress where everyone's like, well, "You should do this. You should do that. You should do this." You know, and it's just been like uh, that. And then I'm teaching. So, uh, real quick, Chris, real quick before we uh, go to the rest of your plugs, uh, I just want to let everybody know because they've been asking me, Chris, uh, what your wedding is going to be like, and I can confirm that it will be exactly like the Teddy Long, Crystal Marshall. Wedding on SmackDown with Jagged, <laughs> Jagged Edge singing yeah, Let's Get Married and Jeff Hardy in the front row. Yeah, Jagged Edge, all that stuff, man. Uh, Bruce Bruce is going to be officiated. Um, no, uh, what, what, uh, so we're doing, like, I'm just, all I ask my, my, my homeboys to do is wear their best pair of Jordans. Um, and um, that's, that's pretty much it. But then I'm teaching, um, four days a week um, next semester. And I've been teaching from home for mm-hmm. the last three years. So just d- d- diving right in and doing four days a week. Um, mm. it's, it, when, you've been, when you've been lazy and teaching from home and when your <laughs> classroom has been your, my guest bedroom, um, like I'm in right now, it's just been easy peasy stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, granted, I'm only going to be on campus for a couple hours, but it's the fact that I have to drive. I work 90 minutes away from where I live. So um, anyway, look for me. Uh, look for me at WrestleNomics and on posts with the NWA podcast. And then um, I'm also, you know, I, I still do stuff with my boys um, at uh, uh, and my girl at True Hill Heat. Uh and just just look for me because I'm I'm on these streets. And then if you're going to be in town for WrestleMania, um, mm. I don't know if I'm going to WrestleMania, but I'll probably be doing something that weekend. Um, and um, depending on you know who asks me, um, I could find a, a spot where we can you know kick it at and you know chill. And that's about it. Yes, if you are going to WrestleMania, look up the mayor of L.A., Chris from L.A., because, uh, yes, he he knows where the, where the good spots are in Los Angeles. And uh, as long as Omos is not on these streets looking for you, Chris, I think you're going to have a good time <laughs> WrestleMania week. Uh, he was the one tweeting bullshit at me, man. <laughs> Chris, Chris is getting the, getting into a beef with the entire Hurt business, and I don't think that's a good look, brother. Lashley is nice to me. Lashley is cool to me. Uh, MVP, uh, we might have to like talk it out or something. <laughs> I, I had no clue what that was about. MVP's gonna show up at Chris's house like uh, Henry Cavill did at the last minute of uh, Black Adam. Black we Adam. need to have a conversation. We need to have a conversation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Scott Criscola, speaking of conversations, you do a lot of that on microphone. What's going on at Place to Be Nation, and uh, how can the folks find out all of the other work that you do? Well, uh, thank you, uh, Nate. And, uh, uh, you know, I'd like to, I, I hope that, unfortunately, I won't be going to WrestleMania, but I will be in LA someday. So Chris and I could finally share that in and out burger. But I would love to have, I would love to have SummerSlam in, how far away, uh, Brent is Toronto and, and Barry. I know nothing about Ontario. So maybe if SummerSlam's in Toronto, I'll find your, I'll find your comic store because I definitely now want to buy comics from you. Uh, that might be the highlight. 45 minutes to an hour. I don't care. I'll rent a car. Uh, <laughs> look, we're doing it. Um, you can find me on Twitter uh, at PTB at uh, 
That's Scott C. Podfather. Please follow the brand on Twitter at PTBN Wrestling. We do polls. Uh, we did a poll about what everyone's favorite San Antonio Royal Rumble was, as expected, 2007-1. Uh, we, do, we do what I call now the WTT Wrestling Time Travel. Every day I post a tweet or the brand posts a tweet on what shows happened on that date. Uh, and the day we're recording today, January 29th, there were four Royal Rumbles. That's a lot. It was more than I thought for like the end of January, but yeah. we, we do that every day. Uh, of course, the PTB Wrestling Network, all your great stuff. Uh, love to have you, all of you guys on for anything and everything. Um, and of course, Nate, depending when this drops later this week, uh, you and me and our good boys, uh, Sheriff Pete and uh, Steve Aloysius Willie for the next episode of Place Me Nation's main event. We'll talk a little bit about <coughs> Rumble. Since we talked a lot about about it here, we'll get Steve and Pete's thoughts. Pete was there. And uh, look ahead to this coming Saturday, which will be NXT Vengeance Day. We get the big uh, Braun Breaker, Grayson Waller cage match. Mm. And uh, and the New Day's wrestling. So uh, so there you go. Um, but you can find Pete. Uh, please yeah, I did guess I forgot that. Like, they have been doing some interesting stuff with New Day on uh, NXT. Yeah, the wrestler, the, what is that, uh, right. Pretty Hurtful or whatever that t- tag team is. I always forget that. <laughs> yeah. Pretty deadly, pretty yeah, pretty, yeah. Pretty, po- pretty pointless. I don't know. No, I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> pretty pink. <laughs> pretty pink. Great movie. Uh, so we will uh, So we'll preview that and, and everything else. But please check out uh, placetobe.podbean.com, the PTB Wrestling Network. We have all the great stuff. Um, for your pop culture stuff, the PTB Pop Experience, and, of course, uh, the North-South Connection as well with the Jenny position in there. They're, they all enjoyed a wonderful uh, weekend in San Antonio. I hope they had fun. Yes. Uh, so that's where you can find me. And, uh, you know, I'm always talking. Can't shut me up. So oh. uh, so you can find all the best shows there on the PT, on the Place to Be Wrestling Network, including. Uh, uh, I do you- have a penny stock before we head out of here. Um, that country singer last night. Hardy. Uh, wow, Hardy. Yeah, nah, man. That, that, that was, was the worst good. Hardy performance since that victory m- road match with Shane. <laughs> I, I was waiting for you know what, Nate? I softballed that one for you because I knew you were going to do it, so I let you. I let you that one. Worst performance since victory. Uh, was it victory yeah, road yeah. 2011? It was victory it road 2011. 2011. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Our faces were like Sting's face that night. So. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that yeah, guy's got that, the number one country album. I don't even. I don't know. I just don't yeah. Know. yeah, yeah. Wrestlers need to perform performers out to the ring, or artists need to perform wrestlers out to the ring, and mm-hmm. only that. Yeah. No, no, I don't, and the the only exception is Mr. WrestleMania Pitbull. Mr. WrestleMania Pitbull, Mr. Worldwide, he can, he can do a performance. <laughs> and we and of course Motorhead, but Lenny's gone. Yes. Honestly, that 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 extremely long wrestlemania and it's hard to you know that that doesn't give us a lot of context brent but i remember the wrestlemania in miami where they did green light and it was pitbull and and flow rider like that was actually a good performance but it, the show yeah. was way too long and then it got ruined by machine gun kelly so yes <laughs> yeah 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 well, and, and he was a local artist too you know yeah right. A San Antonio artist because they didn't act like he was. No, if no, he was, he's so. not going to be after this show. <laughs> They're not going to admit it now. It's like, I'm moving to Wyoming, guys. <laughs> I'm going to look it. Up. I'm going to look it up. I'm going to look it up for you where he's from. I'm going to look it up while you're talking. Uh, while Scott right. efforts that, I will plug what I've got going on. Uh, of course, you're on the Kings of Sport Patreon. Presumably, if you're watching this or listening to this. Sign up. $5 gets you in the door, 5 bucks, and you get access to over 200 hours of audio, video content. Uh, we've got classic Kings of Sport episodes going all the way back to 2013, 
on the Patreon feed. We've got uh, shows like TDT Talks featuring Steve Willie, which we did during the pandemic, or the 2020 Twin, which was me and Chris talking about the 2020 presidential election. Uh, we've also got episodes of Chain Reaction. We've got the backlog of Keep It 100. If you guys enjoyed that show that Brian Mann and I did at Post Wrestling, the Keep It 100 backlog is on the Kings of Sport Patreon, as well as Always Forward, which was a Luke Cage podcast that Brent guested on once upon a time. You can find all those and more at uh, the Kings of Sport Patreon. Um, I'm also, as Scott mentioned, part of Place to Be Nation, uh, the main event. You can check that out every other Friday uh, at Place to Be Nation. Uh, spoiler alert, I don't know if, he, if he's announced this yet, but I will be joining Andy Atherton for an episode of Blockbuster Rewatch coming up here pretty soon where we will be watching uh doing a live watch to black panther wakanda forever uh which will be yes. available on disney plus february 1st so i'm excited andy and i did the first black panther last year so we're gonna do uh, wakanda forever here awesome. in february uh, so you can Wonderful. check that out uh we've also got post wrestling as chris mentioned the NWA podcast, the Rocky My Via Picture Show, and whenever John and Wade need me, I'm, I'm usually there if my schedule allows. You can check that out. And then the final thing I'll plug is the DCTV Podcast Network, where I'm part of the Lituation Room, which was formerly the Black Lightning Podcast, and then formerly the Naomi Podcast, because the, C, the CW keeps canceling shows. Uh, <laughs> but uh, We've got a new episode coming out in February talking about Black Panther and uh, Black Adam, as well as the Quantumania trailers that we've seen. Uh, and I'm also, this is breaking news, Brent Chittenden. Uh, I just recorded my first episode with these guys today uh, in advance of the HBO Max Green Lantern <coughs> show that's going to be focused on Jon Stewart. I am now a part of the Green Lantern podcast. Uh, so uh, you can uh, check out an episode that we've done uh, probably, it'll probably be out this week or next week where we kind of talk about John Stewart's history in the comics and also his history in media, whether it's the Justice League cartoon or his appearances on Static Shock or Young Justice uh, and the uh, the movie they put out last year starring Aldous Hodge, bringing it all full circle. Aldous Hodge played John Stewart. So uh, you can check that out. But for anything else, find me on Twitter at in the number eight M-O-Z, A-I-K at Nate Mosaic. And finally, Scotty. Do we have an answer to the most pressing question of the night? Hardy is from Philadelphia. <laughs> um, excuse me, Philadelphia, Mississippi. Mississippi. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Philadelphia, Philadelphia. Mississippi. Yeah, there, there, there's a few Philadelphias down. Oh yeah, they're definitely Philly. Philly. You know, they're uh, former uh, Oklahoma running back. Uh, oh man, they did a thirty for thirty on him. Why am I blanking? From the, in the oh. early eighties. Uh, uh, oh man, I know who you're talking about. Uh, 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 crap, him. He's from Philadelphia. He, he ended up in the USFL, right? Yeah, he ended up in the USFL. Uh, oh, I'm gonna I'll look that up now. But yeah, now you got to look that up, Scott. Not gonna look you're that up. Make more work for yourself. I know, my God. But he was from Philadelphia, Mississippi. So yeah, and there's a Philadelphia in Tennessee, also. Yeah. yeah. Ah, so Marcus Dupree. Marcus yes, Dupree. Marcus Dupree. That's a Marcus really good Dupree. thirty for thirty, too. Yes, it is. He yeah. he got all. He was a stud at Oklahoma, and then his mind got a little messy, and he went back to Philadelphia, Mississippi, and he went in hiding, and then he went yep. to I think UAB or something. I mean, it was it's a it's a good it's a good thirty for thirty. But yeah, yeah, there are some people from Philadelphia, Mississippi, that are better than Hardy. 
So, <laughs> so. I, I would argue the majority of the the, the uh, community of Philadelphia, Mississippi, is more talented than Hardy, at least yes, yes. based <laughs> off of what we saw at the Rumble. Yes, pretty much. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so that's going to do it for this edition of the chain reaction. Thanks again for watching or listening. Uh, if, again, if you want to find anything else out about the shows that are on place to be nation, head over to place nation.com for the Kings of sport, check out Kings of sport.com or sign up for the Patreon at patreon.com backslash the Kings of sport. Uh, another one in the books, boys, uh, we might do one around WrestleMania, but that's up in the air, depending on if I end up heading out to LA or not. You know, we'll, 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 we'll get, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Uh, but I'm sure this will not be the last chain reaction of the year. No. Uh, so we're going to say good night. And, uh, I, I feel like everything's all right in the world, Chris. We got Cody Rhodes back. We got Rhea Ripley having a great performance at the Rumble. The Eagles and the, the Chiefs are in the Super Bowl. And maybe yeah. most importantly, Nia Jax has returned. <laughs> and on that note, for Scott, for Brent, for Chris, I am the Godfather Nate Milton, and you've been listening to the Chain Reaction or watching the Chain Reaction. We'll see you next time. Peace.